This episode is sponsored by Falcon Northwest. If you are looking for a kick-ass and reliable work or gaming PC, head over to falconnorthwest.com and configure the rig of your dreams. In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk about the best PC hardware of 2023. Welcome to episode 283 of The Full Nerd, PC World's premier podcast for PC, PC hardware. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray, and today I am joined by co-host uh, Brad Charkis. Hello, Brad. Hello, Internet. Hey, Adam. Hey, and uh, Elena Yee is joining as well. Hi, Elena. Hello, everybody. Uh, and and uh, luckily, we we were able to snag some uh, some time with Gordon Maung himself. Hello, Gordon. Yeah, hey, how's it going? I'm uh, hanging out here at the firehouse. This is actually in Portland. There's a New York one, and there's there's actually a, a firehouse you can rent in Portland. That's like, <laughs> like a mock up of the uh, firehouse in New York. So nice awesome. for for audio listeners. He's uh, he's uh, all all rigged out in uh, Ghostbusters gear. So yeah, yeah it's uh, ICR Ghostbusters. Our my wife decided we should do um, family coordinated pajamas, so we have Ghostbusters onesies, <laughs> which is what I'm wearing now. It's so cute. Nice. It's actually it's actually really warm too. It's really quite nice. <laughs> it's actually too warm right now. I just have a fan on because we cranked the fan up this morning. It was like 80 degrees. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad we have you here because today is a very special episode. We always do this at the end of every year. It's the, the best of PC hardware uh, of 2023, uh, and this is the second to last episode of the year. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do it live this year. Uh, we, we had to reserve some time with Gordon, uh, and, and I'm glad to have him. But I did get some, uh, some feedback over on, on the fine folks at Discord did get in their picks, uh, so first up, I, I want to go over a couple of the rules and then also the categories. Uh, so, well, I'll start with the categories. So we got five categories this year. Uh, first up is best CPU. Second is uh, best GPU. Third is best accessory. Fourth is best innovation. And fifth is worst trend. So uh, essentially the stuff we, we've been doing uh, every year. Um, so this should be fun. And then the, the rules are uh, that hopefully the, the item that we're talking about came out in the calendar year of 2023. Uh, I feel like we've, we've broken those rules in the past. And, you know, who knows if, if there's a, a major argument uh, for something that came out last year that really impacted this year, then... Then maybe we can hear it. Uh, see, but you know, I, that's the other thing. This is this is this is the full nerd. This is our consensus of PC hardware. This is not PC World's. Uh, PC World already has an article. Uh, you can go. I, I link to it in the description, uh, so you you can go check it out over there. But this is this is the full nerd crew, and you get to see in real time or listen to us argue uh, about our pick and and award the best of the best. So, any other notes before we get started? No? So, because, I mean, we typically do this in December. Mm-hmm. So, the I mean, the calendar year thing always kind of throws us for a loop sometimes because launches are not always. We'll know, figure it out when year, we get there. So. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I just want to see because if there's rules, <clears throat> then, you know. Gordon wants to see what he can get us on for technicalities. Uh-huh. Also, we we are recording this before uh, uh, Meteor Lake or, or Core Ultra processors launch. So uh, even though we're we're mostly focusing on on desktop hardware, uh, you know that could have been a consideration, but because of the timing, 
uh, it's not. Uh, I think that's the only last major yeah. release of the year. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's dig. Let's, let's dig into it because we got we got some uh, debating to do. First up, let's talk about the best CPU of 2023. Uh, and Gordon, you've you've reviewed uh, plenty of CPUs in your day. So would you like to kick us off? And uh, I, I'd yeah, love to hear you know, your pick. I had to really think about this one really hard. So we went mm-hmm. launched. So Meteor Lake uh, 8000 series, whatever is rumored to be coming from AMD, doesn't count yet. So I really looked at this. For mobile, it doesn't seem like there was a lot of the same movement. So I really looked at um, desktop parts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I really was like, well, do I count 13 Gen? Because 13 Gen was a very late launch. Too right. I mean, it was like almost. It was like last quarter. I think it was like November. I I really should. Let's let's make sure. October, I thought. Is that October? Uh, For for thirteen gen desktop, yeah, was uh was towards the end of last year. But don't worry, because fourteenth gen launched, which was essentially a thirteenth gen refresh. (laughs) If you want to nominate thirteenth gen, then fourteenth gen is a a good stand-in. October well, so the retail, yeah, for the it went on sale on in October, so that's that's damn near November. Y- you could arguably say that was a 2023 part. And, <laughs> it's already begun. <laughs> no, I mean because really, how could you? Somebody I mean, could we, argue. Did we consider it last year for best? What was it? What did yeah, it being? We, yeah, we did. We did we consider. consider it. We absolutely did. <laughs> so I mean, you kind of get like two bites of the apple for it, but I mean, obviously, 14th Gen is launched and. The reception has been like, well, it's basically not that much better than 13 Gen, except for that i7 part, which is pretty awesome. Um, but I just was like trying to think, like, what do I even count? Because it really was 13 Gen, 14 Gen, and that brackets for a legitimate launch. That so I basically wrote down um, my pick, but the, the reception for it wasn't that well received either. So, you know, uh, 7000X3D parts launched last year, or this year. They were pretty solid, like, early, right, yep. first quarters. Spring, yep. yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's, like, that and 14Gen are the really only kind of, like, big launches. 14Gen, the reception has been, eh. I didn't review it myself. Adam did the testing, but, I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where, you know, it was kind of, like, a little disappointing because not all the... Not everything was ready to go for the launch. I could feel it. It was definitely a not ready. Everything wasn't ready for the launch. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, I just have to justify this because I, I'm, you know, I've mainly reviewed CPUs for 25 years now, it feels like. So, what do I consider? I mean, I, I think it's going to have to be, and I always pick one CPU rather than a series. But yeah. I'm going to say 7950X3D would be my pick. I personally thought it was a great CPU. It was a really, you know, it was a really good attempt to try to bridge both worlds because you had, you had one die with stacked cash. You had one without. The internet, of course, as we know, freaked out and everybody said it was horrible, horrible. I'm getting, you're, you're screwing me on this. The reception was Scam, completely Gordon. opposite of what I expected, to be honest. I mean, I, I knew it wasn't, it didn't. And then again, this is the why I'm like, well, does 13 Gen still count? Because... 13 Gen, 7950 didn't close the door. 7950X3D did not close the door on 13900K, I would say. There were still a lot of compelling reasons to want to buy that Intel 13 Gen part. So I'm really kind of torn. 
Um, and I don't want an APU to win because I don't think there was anything that was like that was there. So I, I really oh, do think. Oh, you wait, Gordon. I think I would have to say 7950 X3D with a very, very close, you know, shout out. Because, I mean, I know people are going to go, oh, 14 Gen was a disappointment. But if you're going to go to this, you're going to go to Micro Center right now and you're going to buy a 13 Gen or 14 Gen, I'm going to recommend you buy the 14 Gen. There's no yeah. reason to buy 13 Gen at this point. So I mean, unless you can get a real good deal. Unless it's a really good some deal. Yeah. There are some good deals, but I just I just think people have to realize that they are, for the most part, very similar CPUs. And if you're buying that i7 part, you're getting more than you got previously. But and this is not a great endorsement, right? Because but I'm <laughs> going to say Ryzen 9 7950X3D. You get best. You really did get really awesome gaming. You got really awesome, you know, multi-core performance. 7950 non-X3D was a little faster. I mean, it's just so weird, right? But <laughs> so I, but I'm going to say 7950 X3D is my pick with a very close second for, you know, if I had to pick a part, Core i7, the Core i7 14 Gen part. So that would okay. be that would be my pick, and then it and it just kind of shows you this is. It's not quite as bad as that year we had the 10-core launch with Broadwell E. Yeah. Where well, we had like, no winner. We, we picked nothing. We, nobody won because it was $1,723 for that 10-core Broadwell E part. I, not that. And all these, I mean, we're not even close to that. These are really... No, no, no. I mean, if I had a 13-gen, 14-gen, any, you know, seven, 7, 000, Ryzen 7000 part, I would be stoked. So, like, yep. I think that's ridiculous for people to be like, oh, I'm disappointed. These are really fantastic CPUs. They're way better than anything that came before them. So, you know, I, I definitely think it's not as awesomeness of, like, say, Ryzen 5000. But, um, I'm you know, X3D was a very good, very good part and misunderstood by the Internet. But I'm, I'm going to – that's my pick. That's my, my rationale for it because you got to go through all the – Mental exercise with why you, you you want something to be the best, right? I like it. Well, and, and also that I mean that that falls in line with uh, with what I was thinking you were you were going to pick, Gordon. So yeah, I, I think that totally and, makes sense. Yeah, it's predictable, I, I guess. I can keep Brad. it easy. Uh, yeah. My thought process totally mirrors Gordon's. Uh, I think the 14th Gen Intel parts. <laughs> Intel went from 14 nanometer plus plus plus, and now they're just 14 plus. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so to me, like you said, that left it down to the X3D parts and the uh, Intel, which I'm not going to pick. Uh, I was actually you no know, debating back and forth between the 7800 X3D and the 7950 X3D, simply because the 7800 X3D didn't have all those teething issues. But I think once you get past that, we are past that now. And once you look past that and try to truly comprehend what the 7950 X3D brought to the table, it is the first CPU, in my opinion, in recent memory that delivers fantastic flat-out gaming and still gives you fantastic flat-out rendering stuff, even though it takes a little bit off the top compared to the base part. So to me, that's the clear winner. You know, most expensive part of the year is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I definitely did not want a 7800X3D to win because I just think it's... I, I think that's no, oh, I just don't. Wow. I just I don't agree do with the not, narrative. You actively do not want. It I to do win. not want it because it, it it goes against the whole narrative of of of. Uh, we have to admit 
because I, I obviously I, I I heard the protest there, but gamers are very important to the PC. They they move a lot of computers. Gamers, there are other people who use PCs to do things. You need there are people who legitimately need more cores. Eight cores is pretty good for gaming box, uh, but I will tell you it is getting to the point where if you do anything other than gaming and even for some gaming tasks, eight cores is we're we're getting to that point where like eight cores is getting a little little outdated. I would say at this point, so I'm just I'm preloading wow. that because I'm going to guess somebody here is going to pick Gordon needs all the cores. Gordon needs wow, all okay. the cores. Okay, well, as long I, uh... as it's not a 5800 X3D. I I think this is going to be super interesting, Adam, because uh, mm. I don't know if you're going to be speaking for the people, but I also uh, spoiled it for myself when I took a look at what the people were saying, and I I think the people have a lot to say in in pushback to it what you just put on the table there. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. If you want to go ahead, Adam. It looks uh, sure. Like gonna... uh, it's, oh, I mean, Elena's going to do the. She's. She's. She wants she's to wait till the end. She's that's, gonna that's wait. What to she the always end. does. <laughs> I'm ready. I can go. I just thought. I, I just Adam Asim has been traditionally the voice of the people, and I didn't want to steal that role. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I have my thoughts. The voices, the the people, I think, are more of like a tiebreaker. Uh, you know, they don't get equal footing as the four of us. No, but, I know. You know if, but... if we need to, we can use it as a tiebreaker. I, yeah, I've got my own thoughts. So, uh, Elena, I, I would like to hear yours. Go ahead. So. um... This is actually I, the reason I brought up the whole talking about the people thing is because mine, my choice I thought was super interesting because as I was going through what they were saying, and can I spoil this now, Adam? Should yeah, I wait? yeah, go for it. Okay. No. So almost unanimously, they chose the 7800X3D. Almost unanimously. And almost unanimously. Um, and <laughs> one of, I thought the most well-reasoned... That's Gordon sipping on a water. <laughs> and one of the most well-reasoned, I thought, I thought, arguments for it was that just... The amount of performance you're getting out of, you know, a single CCD, right, for for gaming performance in and of itself, uh, I think is what is really captivating them. They're not looking at it from the perspective of how much raw horsepower do I have, you know, and I don't think it's even just necessarily that they're going at it from a gaming only perspective. They're just saying, what does this chip do and how well does it do it? And Gordon is giving the stare. <laughs> um and i i took that and i actually came up with my own um my own choice before i saw theirs but i actually ended up being on the side i think of the one like dissenting voice out of like 40 i I think there was two yeah okay like uh (laughs) so adam already knows what i'm going to pick probably (laughs) because of this Uh, i am actually going with the 5600X3D, which you can only get from Micro Center. Uh, and I'm not going to say that I'm choosing this because I'm hoping it becomes wider spread than this. But I actually think if you look at the numbers, it's really impressive to me um, what you can get out of a chip that is ostensibly something that can be used as an upgrade on an existing AM4 system, but also in and of itself delivers a lot of value and Look at this point, like I know what my role is on the Great Council. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, a lot of value. Be, you don't have to be handcuffed into that. You could, you could pick a forty nine hundred K or that I said that I said no, part no. is like wow. No. More I'm just saying though, to price. me, to me, the fact that you can get 
within, I think, if you look at it as like a step down from the 7800 X3D's performance in gaming, at 1080p, it's about a 15% step down. At 1440p, it's like an 11% step down. Um, and you're spending at least $150 less. So like almost if half the price. Yeah, like so if you if you are somebody who really wants really strong performance and again coming at it from this angle of looking at like what does this chip do? Like what does it give you? Um and what can you do with it? Not necessarily is it the biggest baddest chip on the on the market, but how does it move this needle for this in this way that we haven't really seen? as much of and honestly at this point and I kind of spoilers for later given mm-hmm. the trends that we've seen I am very disappointed in how we're not getting a lot of representation across the spectrum of PC gaming or like PC usage and building so for me that's why I ended up going with my stereotypical position of <laughs> representing the workers on the great council <laughs> 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 Which I, so, I will say, I, I think we need to pause here real quick because I, I think we do this every year. I should have included this in the in the the front. Uh, best is subjective. Does does yeah. best mean literally the fastest, you know, most performant thing you can get, or is best the best price to performance, or uh, best does that equal like the most sales? Uh, you know, I think uh, yeah. we all come at the, the word best uh, a little yes. bit differently. Uh, so I, and I will with throw that, in that mind, out there. <laughs> and with that in mind, I will say that while the 5900, uh, sorry, 5950, was it 5950? Oh, gosh. 5950X3D, 5950X3D yeah. part, right? That's the one that you uh, both... 7950X3D. 79, sorry. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I'm awake yet. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I know. I'm not <laughs> awake yet. I, my brain thought it was saying one thing. My mouth did something entirely different <laughs> with the words. So that's great if you have something that you need to throw that many cores at. But realistically, in the consumer space, in the consumer space, how many of those people exist versus, well, what we call them the masses for a reason, right? So I'm just going to throw that out there. I see where you're coming from. Uh, uh, always the famous start before I start argue with you. Uh, <laughs> but to me, the cool thing about the 7950X3D is that it's new. It pushes the boundaries. We've had this chat in the past before when... You know, a bunch of other things are similar. I tend to lean towards, hey, what's doing something new and cool? And to me, that's the 7950 X3D. But more than that, well, I could get behind what you're saying if it was a wider release. The fact that it was micro center only and the fact that it was only in store micro center only. So I couldn't even order one and have a chip to my house. That kind of nukes that for me. It's hard to say (sighs) it's for the people if you just have, have to be within driving distance of one of the like 20 micro centers. Right. Yeah, it also hurts. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do wish it was uh, wide, more widely available for sure. And for people who aren't up on current events, the AMD basically surprised people by coming out with this low core count X three D part in for AM four. The the rumors are there were fewer than ten thousand parts, if that, and they all went to Micro Center because they needed a way to to get rid of these parts. The theory is these are. You know, these are dies where a couple cores didn't make it and they pushed them out the micro center. Although I've heard people say that that theory makes zero sense because the I think Paul Alcorn over at Tom's Hardware and I, I don't know if Paul actually said this. So hopefully I, I got it right. But I think he said that or somebody who who knows keeps closer eyes in the process. The cache is done near the end. So these so 
the argument is like, no, these are not sort of like bad parts. These are these were intentionally done by AMD as an experiment, and uh, I think that was one of the arguments. But it is AM4. It is essentially outdated. Uh, you have no path forward <laughs> with AM5. It's not a bad thing. It's not I a mean, bad with, thing. Well, but AM5, you can go to Ryzen 8000, right? Ryzen 9000. Yeah, maybe even go to 9000. Or with Ryzen, 9, with this, with this old-ass Ryzen 5, you're stuck. You're basically in a dead platform. So to me, yeah, a lot of that doesn't make any that. sense. And again, I do, and this is why I mentioned it earlier, Two-thirds of, and no one knows, and I will tell you, I've never met any analyst or anybody who really knows what the actual market is for the breakdown between gamers and enthusiasts and just sort of like, you know, people are into computers and all that stuff. My general theory is it's about two-thirds because, I you know, gaming is very, very big for PC gaming. At the same time, creators, you know, Blender is a complete open source project that is basically used by people who have no money, right? There are a lot of these budget movie makers that are that are building these, you know, poor nerds threadripper boxes by using 16 core consumer parts because they can't afford a threadripper. So they're they are relying on these things. There's a real market there. It is much smaller. It is also it is very important to the PC as well because this is the reason why I I have problems with people who thought. The 5800 and the 7800 and this new 5600 X3D part are so awesome is because these are these are these these are basically just to fill a slot to sell to people that don't want to pay for more cores, right? It doesn't encourage these companies to it doesn't encourage people to go for for newer for newer innovations, right? When you push the envelope, when when you know, when your competition comes out and clocks you in the face and you're like, damn, we lost, you're not losing because like, oh, they have this like, you know, part sold, made for mainstream gamers and they're really killing us on that. I mean, who gets excited about that? I, I just, it's hard to, to me, it's hard to get excited about that. So as far as a best category. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, first off, I just want to say that. I want to put it, a pin in this. I want to put it on record for future years that any time Gordon nominates an Intel chip, which historically has not had much life beyond, what, maybe one generation or two for, two. you know, motherboard sockets, we get to say that's a time. dead platform. That's a dead we platform. We get, we we get to 12, say 13, that. 13, and 14 this time. Oh, yeah, but you also said 14th wasn't a big deal compared to 13th. That's so yeah. you can't have it both ways on this one. I'm well, just you can't. I would say, I mean, unfortunately, I was out of pocket for this entire launch. So I don't <laughs> even really know what the hell was going on. But 14th Gen clearly was something that wasn't, they wasn't ready on when they launched it. There are some things, a lot of features that, you know, it was, I've been through these, some of these Intel launches where like, damn, this is like really not nailed down. It's like there's basically scotch tape holding stuff together, and this feels like like the fact that you didn't get APO at launch, and it's really just a tech demo. I agree with all the criticism that it is really a tech demo at this point with two games. But there's a lot of really cool things. Power savings, you get APO. There are some things that if they, could, if they had like another two months, it felt like it would have been a stronger launch. It wouldn't have been awesome. It wouldn't have been incredible. But it could have been this part that could have pushed high, 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 high clock RAM. It could have pushed 
you know, 20% higher performance. We still don't even know how the damn thing works, right? This APO stuff. I, I want to know how it works. APO could have been pretty incredible. There are some things that could have made it better, but as it is, as is what we have in our launch that was launched is like, it's really 13th gen okay. all over again. It right? exists. I'm just, I'm just it saying, exists. I'm just saying, realistically, not many people are going to be upgrading from 12th gen to 14th gen. If that's that that gets you your like that's that's your third generation right like two generation jump like realistically so I feel like huh. you're still looking at assuming so upgrades like, don't matter anymore then Elena? I'm just saying you can't have it both ways Gordon I'm just Which making is what a you're few trying to do right future. now no no you don't get to turn this back around on me <laughs> no because AM4 you got like I don't know you could put like. You can put a 35-year-old AMD CPU in there. probably still works, right? It's just like, it was like, uh, isn't it's that convenient. like, isn't that what everybody was up on the mountain screaming about for years and years and years? Like, AM4 is the most incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't matter. You're just kind of like saying upgrades. You're no, There are still people buying AM4 out there. They just, are. No, I'm I mean, there's saying. plenty of reasons to buy AM4. I mean, for for price to performance, can't. it's really hard to be beat. And, also, and for stability... I will say stability is a huge thing. Like to be able to get in on an old stable platform, sure, it's not Mm. sexy, but man, if you need stability to get your work done, hell yes. 5,000 more stable than 7,000? I guess I'd have to use a long term. I'm going to have to give it a shot. You know, this makes makes me think I I need to to just like sit down and over this little break I'm having, I've forced myself to use like a Mac for like a month. So. Who, wait, yeah, no. And wait, are you, are you nominating terrible. the M3? Is that what you're saying? You know, my reaction is is yeah. I don't want to. We don't really have to go there right yeah, now. No. But I, it was like, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's still not going to work for me. I I just think that uh, um, I don't know if I would say five thousand was without stability issues. Early on, it wasn't this. You know, well, I'm not saying it's without. I'm just saying now. right now, people now. buying into it right now. Oh sure, it, but you, yeah, I think the, so. I, I don't think I would use the word reliable. And there's a lot of people who buy Intel because it's more reliable. Mm-hmm. Well, right. That's true. I mean, Intel, they generally yeah. have things locked down. You you don't hear about the issues. It, now, of course, all that is anecdotal. Mm. But I I would say it's I would I wouldn't say the term is. St- Reliable, I would say um, mature. It's a more mature platform. <laughs> so things are more hammered out. But if you had one of those boards that had the USB issues, yeah, or you had problems with your TPM, yeah, right. Um, can can so. I actually, before you go, Adam, I actually have yeah. one other thing I want to <laughs> insert here. Just, just for people to keep in the back stop. of their heads. When <laughs> Gordon said uh, the whole, like, we need to be always pushing the envelope. You know, we need to have companies innovate. I think that's great. But when there's no balance, uh, we haven't gotten to it yet. But there's the GPU side of things where it's like, yeah, 4090 is great. People duking at the top, super great. Everybody's like, that's nice, but I have no graphics card to upgrade to. So <laughs> it can it can be dangerous to put too much weight in one direction well, is all I'm saying. But- so part of my Part of my point, the reason why I'm focused on the midsection value, especially this year, is because there's been so little attention paid to it in the past few years. Not as evenly I'm as thoroughly. I'm going to disagree. I, I'm going <laughs> to strongly Adam. disagree. It's going to be another 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say, 
We'll get to my I, pick I, at some point. My problem is I can't let a stand because I think that's I think that's an unfair point. <laughs> it's a personal affront. I don't understand how anybody look. Is, let's let's be honest. It's a shitty situation with GPUs. It's been a shitty situation with GPUs for five years now. It's been We're a roller coaster ride for five years. I'm sick of it. Everybody's sick of it. That is not the case with CPUs. Don't take what's going on with GPUs and apply that to CPUs. If you are a gamer, a PC gamer, or if you basically need, you're an enthusiast, you need high cores at a good deal that you weren't, you're not really paying HEDT prices for, it has been an incredible ride. Intel and AMD, because they have been in a battle for the last six years now, seven years, that it's just, it is got it is it has given gamers and people in budget positions the best the best crop of mainstream CPUs we've ever seen in my entire life of covering this. So yeah. that's why I would say I would disagree. GPUs, yeah, that's all kinds of a mess. Sucks. I hate it. CPUs, you can go and get a fifty six hundred X three D and AM four from Micro Center. You can still get five thousand parts, you can still get Alder Lake parts. In the old days, because AIM, because Intel was so good at making old CPUs vanish mm. with those ET cartridges, you couldn't buy old series of CPUs. <laughs> Go out and try to buy an 8th-gen CPU now. You'll be paying more for an 8th-gen CPU than a 12th-gen CPU, which is insane. For sure. And, yeah, and I just don't see how, again, that's for me, that's why it doesn't wash. If anybody's, like, belly aching about, about gamers suffering and we got to pay attention to... They only pay attention. That's all they ever do is is, is they do. So I, I think just, that's on I CPUs, that's, they're well-serviced, I say. I think you're talking about, so I think you're kind of flipping back and forth between theater, theoretical versus actual, which is a little slippery of you. So I think when you were talking <laughs> about the whole, like, we got to push the envelope constantly, that's in theory, right? In reality, it's like, you know, maybe you don't have to. Like, uh, I also think that saying that you're just filling a slot when you talk about mainstream chips is a disservice to the entire stack, but, and and then, and then flipping around saying in reality that everyone's enjoying everything. So it's great. So I think it's just like, we're just threading a little fine here. That's all. We, uh, I'm not going to go too far into it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) we had a talk recently on one of these episodes of the full nerd that I was on where someone was asking in the Q and a section, what should they get for a budget build? And we all talked about how, Hey, you know, there's never been a better time to get budget gaming CPUs because everything's good. A Ryzen 3 kicks butt. Uh, Intel 3 kicks butt. Yeah, you could get more frame rates with an i5 or an i7, but those base level ones uh, can scratch your itch quite well. And I'm not going to go into all this again, but just to echo what I started when I gave my picks for this, my thoughts, once again, 100% mirror Gordon's. (laughs) I'm just saying, and it's not, you're not, you're basically, as, as, a, as a people who are making up this, this prestigious award that nobody cares about, <laughs> I want to reward, I want to reward people who take risks. And when you're taking a risk, that's to me is something that, that, that in this industry of technology, when you take a risk, you should get some acknowledgement. It doesn't mean you go mm-hmm. run out and everybody should buy it, but. You do have to acknowledge that, yeah, they, 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 you know what? They swung for the fences, and you got to give them credit for that. Whereas, like, hey, let's let's make some of these mainstream APU gaming parts and sell them in a box 
Okay. That's the, I mean, to me, that that's just business. That's not the same as that's not really much of a risk, is it? So I, I don't think that's why I, I feel like I want to I want to reward things that take risks. You know, I'm not going to say anything, Adam, because it really should yeah. be your turn. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, I'll talk now. Uh, thank you. Just kidding. Now. Uh, so uh, coming into this. So I actually have some runners up that I'm going to get to. Uh, I will say the, the Z1 Extreme that came out this year was, uh, I would say, a risk uh, on AMD's part. But it is, it is awesome. It's powered a lot of awesome handhelds. I, I know I'm, I'm the handheld person here, so I'm, I'm not pushing for it. But I do want to give it a, a call out. Uh, the Z1 Extreme is awesome. Uh, the uh, second shout out would be for Elena's pick of the 5600X3D uh, because I think... That is pretty damn awesome uh, that you can still get six great Ryzen 5000 uh, stable cores uh, on a on a mature platform uh, with that 3D vCache and, and still get some really good benefit from it. Yeah, where, where I knock it is more of the availability thing. Like, I wish it was a wider spread release. I mean, it's it's actually still available for sale, so I don't know if that means that they had more stock than, than they expected or it just isn't selling through. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, when it comes to my picks, I was actually, I was stuck between between two of them. So one of them is that 7950X3D, because I, for the same reason, you know, you guys were talking about, uh, it's awesome part, I mean, 16 cores, one of them with 3D vCache, I really do think it was like the best of both worlds kind of thing, uh, which is, you know, something that, that should be awarded. And I know there was a lot of confusion, but I do think a lot of people who were able to use it and kind of get past that. Uh, I haven't seen any problems with people reporting like, oh, you know what, the it wrong went to the wrong CCD or, you know, uh, this or that or that, that kind of thing. For the most part, it's working as intended. So I appreciate that. My other side, though, is for the 7800X3D because... When when I was doing the testing for 14 gen, I you know I, I'm kind of cheating. I have my my charts up here um, for the games that I tested uh, at, which were were mostly at, at 1080p. Um, the 7800X3D uh, was right there with the 7950X3D. So you know, uh, not only was it like right there with a more expensive chip for gaming, in some places it actually beat it. Uh, and I'm not not quite sure why, but the, yeah, there there were a couple instances of of the 7800X3D actually doing better than the 7950X3D. Uh, and then when I look over at the content creation side, I mean, it you know, in things like more uh, like I understand more more core workloads like Blender, Handbrake, Cinebench, things like that. Eight can't keep up with sixteen, but for Adobe products, Photoshop, Lightroom, Premiere. That 7800X3D is not, you know, doing half the performance of the 7950X3D. So in in my mind, now that I now that I speak this out, I actually think I want to go with the 7800X3D because, like, you're you're not getting half the performance on actual real world applications like Adobe, uh, and for gaming you're either matching the 7950X3D or in some cases even surpassing it. So like eight cores in 2023 are not eight cores that they were 10 years ago. Like eight cores are awesome. And I would say totally enough for the people who are out there. Uh, And yeah, there are reasons to get more cores 
for damn sure, or higher clock, clock parts like over on, on Intel. But I would say generally the 7800X3D is like, man, that's oh, it's just hard to beat. It's just hard to beat. I agree with that. If uh, I think that is a better pick for a value pick than the 5600X3D, to be honest. Like if I was, that's the reason I was flip-flopping between the two of those. Uh, and personally, if I was shopping for a computer, uh, I would get the 7800X3D. But the reason I decided to go with the 7950X3D is, one, because, like I said, uh, I really like people doing new things. This is new. It's not just the latest is fastest. This is they're doing completely new dual chiplet, dual CCD things with Core Cache. They're pushing the envelope forward. I like to see that. And two, last year's winner was the 5800X3D. And the 7800X3D is basically that, but just, you know, the next-gen model. It's just a little faster, you know? So it didn't... I love it. It's a great part. It's a great value part. Hardly recommend it to anybody building a gaming PC. But to me, the 7950X3D gets the nod because it's doing something new. Yeah, uh, and... Uh, well, and also, I, I'll put in there right quick. I remember when there was all that talk of like, "Oh, why aren't you making a a fifty nine fifty X three D?" You know, you just put uh, VCash on two CCDs, and then man, I remember at CES when they showed us that part in a pre brief, they were like, "Oh, hey, the VCash is only on one CCD," and we were like, "What? Why?" And then as they they kind of talked about, it, I was like, "Oh, okay, you know what? I actually kind of dig that." And of course, yeah, the internet did not like that they wanted to see you know vcash on on both sides uh but yeah i i the, I, I would call that a risk and then yeah i I do appreciate it wouldn't you like i i i mean i guess one of the problems i also have with the 7800 x3d pick like the 5800 x3d part it's just kind of boring don't you think <laughs> so predictable <laughs> you think boring it's kinda... to you maybe but for I the mean, people who can who can get that performance at that price, that's not I mean, boring at all. That's exciting. I, but I guess this is like what I was saying, man. It's just the last year's pick, but newer. <laughs> like to me, this. I mean, Ryzen seven thousand is. I mean, all across the board, Ryzen seven thousand is you know damn good parts over the yeah. the, the five thousand parts. So yeah, yeah. No, I yeah they 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 are heads and head. Heads and shoulders above the five thousand parts of performance to multi core, single core. So, I. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I actually, the thing is, I was like, actually, man, I could almost get behind Z one. Like, I was like, you know what? If you want to talk about a part that really came out of nowhere, <laughs> upset, upset everybody, has created an entirely new field of, of PC gaming, and clearly, this is PC gaming. This is not just console handheld stuff this is this is pc gaming in your hand the z1 has enabled that and amd has been you know has has led that and if you want to think of the impact the 7000 x3d parts had probably are going to have less impact than the z1 will right i almost could like hmm I thought it was you a good shout-out when he brought it up, too. <laughs> that is a really good That is a really good pick. Because, I mean, it, it's created an entire new category of, of, of computing. Everybody wants to get in here, right? We're, I'm sure we're going to see an Intel-based one. I'm sure somebody's going to try to jam an NVIDIA GPU into one of them. Who knows? Maybe that a, a NVIDIA ARM GPU thing will go into a handheld gaming device. So, And a lot of this is because 
it would never have happened except that Z1 has, has made it possible. Whereas, you know, previous, you know, Ice Lake couldn't get it done. Tiger Lake couldn't get it done. This looks like, you know, a, a new category of gaming and we'll feel the effects of this in five years more than we will X3D, it feels like. I, I will say it's not that different from a Ryzen 7000 mobile chip, the, the yeah. 4070 series. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm sorry, 7040 series. Uh, but, but it's it, all it does sort of that, part you know, of it, though. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that mobile strategy is still something that is for this year. Uh, I mean, sure. and it was high risk, too. You think about it, it's very risky. Steam Deck is was a, is a risky launch, and it worked out, right? So, but, you know, it wasn't, uh, a, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I will say just just so it's said out there, like Elena said, ninety nine percent of the picks for best CPU in our Discord are for the seven eight hundred X three D. So that doesn't matter to me. Well, it does actually. Saying, it. Actually, I'm, no, no, I'm no. Saying, for, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, though, because actually, if you three stay the same and I change my vote to align with Adams, that means we have a tie. <laughs> And the tiebreaker, as you all know, and Brad knows this the best, the tiebreaker goes to the chat. It's, <laughs> so <laughs> I get, I get. It should be a popular chip. It should be a popular chip. Like it is. It's like to me, like for. But again, it doesn't. It's the same as so, last year's winner, but just a little better. It's that's what. Like the difference between the LG C2 TV that everyone loves and the LG C3 TV that everyone loves is minuscule it's just like you know it's just the next year's new vertical I mean, again ryzen 7 is more than that but it doesn't, doesn't mean bring it can't it. be the best doesn't That's mean true. it can't be the right best. and also i do want to actually i think there is something uh, for me personally i'm very curious to understand from both brad and gordon here because i think at least for me I think when I listen to you both talk about this, I think there's a kind of security that you have in like seeing like, oh, yeah, like same old, same old. Right. Because you kind of expected that, you know, like that's kind of what you just figured would be there in terms of a successor from like my perspective. uh this 3D Vcash stuff is still pretty new. And to me, it was actually quite exciting that they continued with it. I know they said that they had more coming, but we didn't really know what shape that was going to take because the 5800X3D was the only part they released for Ryzen 5000. It was kind of a teaser almost, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't really know what shape it was going to come I mean, out that, as. that was a true experiment. Yeah, that was a true <laughs> experiment. So, I mean, d definitely why it took such a top spot last year in our nominations and ultimately our awards but for me, even seeing that they plan to continue with this, like establishing it as a thing was exciting in some ways because it meant like this is something you can start to count on as something like a strategy of theirs that they're not just going to kind of abandon. And, um, and I can see the arguments within this range, right? Like the top chip versus the 7800X3D. But I do think that uh, maybe part of the difference in perspective is that like, now we've got second gen. So like if you were holding out because you weren't quite sure about wanting to be on AM4, as Gordon pointed out earlier, right? Like I know there were people who said like, hey, 5800X3 is cool, but I don't want to be on a dead platform to use Gordon's words. Now you have the 7800X3 and it's like, okay, boom, like my dream is fulfilled. And I honestly, I think that, I'm like, I can't speak for what 
15 odd people in our discord server but i do think that might be some of what's influencing them why it was so unanimous like i've never i have never seen our group that in harmony with each other they love to debate (laughs) they love to debate yeah Yeah. (laughs) i agree with everything you just said 3db cache is still new and novel and awesome to me and that's why i nominated the 7950 x3d because <laughs> they're yeah. doing more with it. That's like that's yeah. why. Because for you, like they're doing more with it. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because they they did more with it on the seventy nine fifty X three D, which is awesome. But then when they did more with it on the seventy nine hundred X, that one was like, eh, okay, that that one. Eh, not quite sure where that landed. <laughs> but they so, did. I mean, they did take a risk on both of them. One I think paid off. The other one is like, I'm not quite sure who that's for. So. But, what's yeah. the best attribute of seventy nine hundred X three D? The best attribute of the seventy eight. Yeah, why is it, why is it why is it why is it the people's choice this year for everybody? Um, I mean, once again, I, I commentary. Yeah, I can tell you why. Because it's it for the cheap seats. Because it's no, it's, it's not affordable. No, it's, <laughs> it's no, a three hundred yeah. and like, street price is three seventy. Yeah. It launched at what like four fifty. It's not for the people. It, it, is, it offers ex- excellent gaming performance, like top top notch gaming performance. Uh, for for a good price, it's an excellent value that price. delivers top price. notch performance. Value. Yeah, I mean yeah. price. I mean, value. come on, like, like, price look value. at this. I mean, it is crazy. Like I'm looking at the charts <laughs> that I made in my testing. The 7800 X3D beat the 14900K, which was yeah. double the price in 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 one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Four. It ruined the, the Intel con- launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one part ruined a, ruined a lot of the Intel launch. Yeah. So so context just like matters, oh, okay, though, right? Context. Matters. I mean, the, the, did, yeah, the context that in? a chip for half the price like beats it in in well, even anything. If I take a Ryzen three and I'm basically getting the same gaming performance in some games as the seven eight hundred X three D, is that make the Ryzen three as good as the seven eight hundred X three D? It makes it that, exciting. It would depend. Like to me, like the best i mean well once again best is you know it means different for different people but yeah, also i think on, on the flip side is i know but the thing i'm saying on the flip side also is that the 7800 x3d is still eight awesome cores that uh do not stop you in having a good you know photoshop lightroom premiere experience uh, right all DaVinci all, Resolve. All, all problems with adobe products i've complained and whined about for years not actually using all these stupid cores that these hardware makers are making, right? There is no damn good reason why these 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 Adobe products don't push these CPUs as hard as they do, right? And to me, yeah, that's yeah. really. I'm just saying. To me, that's, practically, I think that's, that's why it's Adobe. exciting. It's not a problem. With, I, I, I know, but either way, either way, if you're sitting down it. and looking to build something, and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, sure, I I lack a little bit of performance, you know, compared to the the more expensive parts on content creation stuff that 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 somebody would be interested in, but for the gaming, where you know, not every game, of course, not every game. But for the games that it does matter, it's a huge uplift. And you're like, oh, okay, well, crap. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I, I will say once again, I was torn between both of those chips. So I, I'm I'm not going to dig my heels in on the 7800 X3D. If we want to go Z1 Extreme, we can talk about that. Uh, but I'm fine <laughs> going with the 7950 X3D because yes, I do think that the the way they approached that was like, oh wow, like that. Okay, that's that's risky. And even though it got a lot of pushback. Like I, I, I still see like that as being like, oh dang, okay, that's cool. 
it's sure it's not for everybody and there's a lot of people who tell you that <laughs> but I, I do see the use case for it even if the use case is way more minute than what's you know for the people the who would buy a 7800 x3d what well i'm sorry which chip were you talking about just sorry for the 7950 x3d like for the be- for the people who are wanting the best of both worlds it you know it's it's a very small portion but it is cool that it exists for damn sure so yeah i mean with that again that's, so that's I'm, kind I'm, of fine, I'm fine going that way like I, like i said i'm not going to dig my heels in on the 7800 x3d but I think it does, you know, it is nice to hash it out a little bit. Also, <laughs> think- there was a request to uh, understand the, the mind of the, the pores, I guess we'll call them, the, the people. <laughs> uh, so as I mentioned earlier, one person said that they nominated the 7800 X3D because they feel that the X3D series uh, is interesting or continues to be interesting when operating on a single CCD. So for them, the, uh, the uh, task switching setup is not as interesting um, and somebody else just said that it's the only thing that makes sense for a new gaming system. Uh, so, uh, I think my guess, I, if we're going to extrapolate from just two responses, <laughs> is that the, uh, the people are more interested in about what it does for them, uh, at things, at rates that they can afford, as opposed to, uh, I think where Gordon's coming from is more of just like the actual best in somebody's opinion. There's, there's right. been plenty of years that we uh, did not vote in the actual best because we always go back and forth over this every year. Yeah, we of do. Course. Uh, <laughs> this just happens to be the year that the actual best is the first one to be the actual best at both, best of both worlds that we're talking about. So I think that's the difference here, at least for me. This is, you know, the full nerd. Like, I celebrate yeah. that kind of stuff. Also, I, I do like the idea of, of crowning it the best of, too, because I know there's going to be a ton of people in the comments being like, what are you talking about? Just ripped off fake cores. It's just horrible. How could you do that? It's so you mean the 7950X3D? The 7950X3D. Okay, so, so wait. So to boil this down, are we saying that is it, it's, the, it's the difference between or my choices are troll my coworkers or troll the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great job we have. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not trolling anybody. We're having a legitimate discussion over... Yeah. What 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 do we consider best? What are the attributes? And some people basically, if the price is right, then it's the best, basically, right? Now, I mean, that's what I, it comes down. I know to. we don't have. I know we don't have a tiered system. Price innovation uh, is what you guys like. Yeah, I, I know we don't have a tiered system like runners up or anything like that. Uh, you know, but yeah, I'm fine going 7950X3D if we can say, hey, the 7800X3D is a close second. I'm actually doing a written version of this. For the website, and I will make sure to get oh. that in there. Okay. If we were okay to go, with that? <laughs> if we were to go back in time, let's go back two years, three years ago. You're sitting oh, in the God. AMD oh, war I room. Wanna, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sitting you're in the war room. room. <laughs> As, let's go back two and a half years ago, and then say like, look, we could do two CCDs. We could do one CCD with cash, or let's. Why don't we just do the 5800 thing all over again? What if? What if the 7950? And the 7900X3D parts never existed. And they only did a 7800X3D. Is that what would make you happy? I mean, I don't really think it would change much. I think they're both I, great I'm just, parts. I'm glad, yeah, that they, I'm glad that they took the <laughs> shot at this. I guess, you got to take swings uh, to land home runs, man. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah no, I, I think so too. And it's, to me, it's just disappointing that sometimes it's always the if the price is right we will pick it 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 does get a little 
It it's does not get just a little, the price, uh, though. It's not just the price. It's the whole package, Gordon. Oh, did you know they messed up on the 4900K launch? The price, it's actually only a $200 CPU. In that case, oh, I would vote shit. for it. It's the best thing ever <laughs> now. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. Dude, if a 4900K was know. $200, I don't know if I'd vote for it, are honestly. Are you kidding me? I don't know if I'd vote for it. It's still pretty damn good. <laughs> I don't know if I'd vote for it. It's 24 no cores for $200. <laughs> I just, I just, I just I'd think buy it, makes, it. I don't know if I'd vote for it. <laughs> the thing that bugs me is it's going to make companies companies that go like, you win awards, and the awards are given just because we give you a good price on this, and we didn't we didn't try and to do something. Just... It can be that can be a consideration in some years, but I think that this year there's enough interesting chips going on that I, it's yeah, not that right. consideration. I will shut I, up. I will shut up now. Yeah. I uh, well, also, I find it interesting also, that it's a clean sweep by AMD. Like we're talking about the Z1 Extreme, we're talking about the X3D chips, clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. Once again, we're we're recording this before Meteor Lake, 14th gen. You know, is, is a refresh. Uh, the mobile parts before that were, you know, so uh, th- the 13th gen laptop stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've gone for like an hour at this point, just yeah, on yeah. one okay. of five <laughs> topics, right? So, oh my yeah. God. I yeah. I also like. Here's the thing. I will say that. Brad was very eloquent in his arguments, and also because I do owe him a solid, not just for not just that it was argued well, but I do owe him a solid after years of torturing him. I'm changing my vote. 7950 X3D, we have a majority. Adam was going to swing anyway, so we almost have unanimous then, so we can settle the point. All right, so there we go. The the, the full nerd uh, best CPU of 2023 is awarded to AMD's Ryzen 9 7950X3D. Yay! Congratulations. Uh, awesome CPU. Uh, so now, let's move over to GPU. Uh, GPUs also, again, did not <laughs> see a ton of launches, uh, but as our resident uh, GPU reviewer, uh, Brad, I say you get to start. Uh, as long as y'all don't do me like y'all did me last year. Like, I lost <laughs> so much hair this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, promises. Journalistic integrity. My freaking kids still yell that around the house every now and again. When <laughs> uh, so this that was year, there was, Adam. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. That was brilliant. But I was getting pretty heated at the time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Wait, I actually uh, forget. What was it? What did we give it to? You trolled. You, you trolled tried to pick him, arcs. remember? You tried to... You tried to oh, it was Arc. Oh, yeah. oh yes, Keith yes. And Elena oh, were yeah. Pretending totally to, to want Arc to win. Story. Story. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So this year, I had a few in consideration, and an Arc GPU was actually one of them. Uh, the Arc A580 uh, was one I was considering. Uh, flip-flopping from what I was arguing the last time around with CPUs. <laughs> Simply because it is the first graphics card to launch at under two hundred dollars this decade, so that's worth considering. So, <laughs> I mean, to me, that 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 is worth at least getting a shout out here. Uh, I also considered trying to pull pull a little sneaky on y'all and arguing for forty ninety again, considering that it's upsetting international trade relations and new parts are getting made <laughs> and all kinds of stuff like that. But since we focus on PC gaming, uh, I decided to go with the Rise uh, Radeon RX 7800 XT. Uh, let's face it, this whole GPU generation is kind of a bummer. Uh, the price-to-performance ratio is all out of whack. Uh, but the 4060 and 4060 Ti uh, 
with the way NVIDIA configured their memory controllers and memory system, it's they're not actually 1440p graphics cards. Uh, so AMD's Radeon RX 7800 XT is still a bit more money than I would like to see a 1440p graphics card going for in 2023. But considering the world we're living in and the graphics card ranges that we have available right now, that's the only 1440p graphics card worth buying. And since the 4090 and the 7900 XTX and all those came out last year, they're not under consideration. So to me, 7800 XT gets the nod. It's actually pretty all right at ray tracing, too. Like, it hangs there, which might say more about how badly NVIDIA bungled the 4060 Ti, but nevertheless. Also, I'm I'm looking up street prices right now, at least in... uh... On Newegg in the U.S., uh, there is a 7800 XT from ASRock uh, for $520 with a free game. Uh, so I want XTX actually, not XT. I misphrased that. I hate. It. I want 7800 XTX. Oh, the one that's like $20 more. It's worth the $20. <laughs> is that that's a $500 range? Or uh, there, there's yeah. no 7800 XTX. Oh, I got it back. They're so screwy. Yeah, there is. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's. there's I want the seven hundred. I want. The, I want the more expensive one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you're talking about the difference quite... between the seventy seven hundred XT and the yeah. seventy eight hundred. Yep, XT. yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, seventy eight hundred XTX. Sorry, AMD. Your names are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Even on the ones I love. That's going to come up in another topic at some point, I think. Yeah, yeah. So seventy eight hundred XTX is the pick. No, no, just XT. XT. Yeah, XT. yeah. XT. yeah. seventy eight hundred XT. Yeah, because I mean it. Okay. It's it's all the arguments you know uh, for seventy eight hundred X three D as well. I mean, uh, God, if you could build a seventy eight hundred X three D and a seventy eight hundred XT XT box, oh, that'd doing be all right, damn good. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing doing pretty damn good. Uh, I, I'll I'll just make it easy real quick. I mean, of course, Z one Extreme is on on my short list, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I. A little support for that. I, I'm second in on 7800 XT, and yeah, I, I will throw away also too that the the Discord that uh, th- there there were like more options for GPU like that people were interested in than than CPU, uh, but 7800 XT was definitely like by far the most popular the, the people's pick as well. So, so Gordon, uh, I was going. actually gonna. It's interesting. Uh, Brad actually s- sort of took a little bit of what my plan was which which honestly if you think about it i don't know if we've ever seen anything like this before and this is one reason why we may want to consider making the geforce rtx 4090 the best card of 2023 it was a very late launch october-ish november-ish i think right so it was a very late launch for 4090 uh the performance destroyed everybody and here we are, it's December of 2023, more than a year later, 14, 14 months later, and still nothing will touch a 4090 in performance. And let me point out for you, if you had, if you, if you ignored all the haters, all the people like, oh, no, $1,600, blah, blah, and you just ignored all that and you bought basically a 4090, you could sell that card now for more after using it for 14 months, you could sell it for considerably more money than you bought it for at this point, used. Yep. And that is simply insane. It just, yes, that speaks to the insanity of the GPU market, which no one is happy with. 
but it also does speak to the performance of the 4090 that it is still the leader of the pack 14 months after launch and is increased in actual value. Like, if you actually had bought two 4090s, you put one in the closet to save, you know, as a collector's item, and then you you played with the other one, you could oh, sell both of those have. cards now for like five to $6,000, which is nuts. So if, if you had the money to buy two 4090s, you're you're in a pretty good spot regardless. It's so <laughs> good. You would have bought them for $1,600, $1,700, Adam. And now... I know, I'm just, I'm just saying, for... if, if, if you can buy two $1,700 GPUs and just afford to put one in the closet just in case it... Uh, it, it gains value. You're, Adam, yeah, you're probably if you're not practicing have... GPU arbitrage, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I, 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 I was right. thinking, you know, I saw, so like at the press conference at Computex, Jensen was signing video cards. It's like, damn, those people are smart. Some guy had him sign like a 3080. But if you had him sign like a 4090 FE card that you had, or any card, yeah. like you've just, if you just want to make money, I know because money matters to everybody here because it's all about value. But the value, the performance, the value performance of the 4090 is it's insane. I, it, it's, just, it's just, it's awesome. I figured there'd be more pushback against it, which is why I didn't argue for it too hard. But I really think the 4090 is the GPU of the year. Like, it's legit shaking up international relations. <laughs> right. It's the so United good States you can't sell it to China. <laughs> Wait, the United hold States on, Brad, government you, is you, stepping you in didn't and saying... Think, you didn't think Gordon was going to pick that? I don't know. You really? No. <laughs> Wow. Come on, there's nothing there's nothing else high end that came out this year this so. is it didn't come out this year so i i like the pick that i said but if other people are swayed by it i would definitely vote for the 4090 all right never mind 7800 but but the value but the value yeah i don't understand i could i could yeah. sell 4090 now for three thousand dollars i don't resale yes, value is you, part of value you, did you acquire it when it was still well, can you still acquire at that price now? There's no value in that. Well, no, I would I would sell a forty ninety and I buy one of those seven eight hundred XTs and then I would yes, take so that's that money. You have one already. That's not a value. <laughs> Mine caught on fire. The seventy eight hundred XT oh, or too soon. Too I soon. just you know I decide okay. value. The, the it does value not surprise me. Forty okay. for me. Gordon says forty ninety. Uh, Elena, what what's uh, what's your pick? <laughs> um. So this was really hard for me. Uh, because, uh, honestly, I was going through my options and my, I had to return to it because my first reaction was, ah, I don't like any of these. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Uh, like on the CPU, especially after going through all the CPU stuff, right? Because as Gordon rightly pointed out, there's just so many good choices. You, I mean, we can argue the, the finer points of, you know, what makes best and what's boring and what's exciting and all of that. Right. But we have things that we can argue about because it's just so consistently good across the board right <laughs> that's not the case on the gpu side um and i i'm just kind of tired of saying like well it's the best of 2023 asterisk because there's nothing else available this is the best it's going to get right like i i don't really like that part of it um and so first i considered the 7600 because that was the first reasonably priced graphics card we had seen in a while 1080p performance there were some limitations to it um like ray tracing not really great uh smaller uh amount of vram available i think eight gigabytes brad would know better than me off top of his head yeah 
Um, but it, I think the launch price was two seventy. So even then, it was a little bit inflated. Still better than what we were getting, but again, didn't really like make me go, yes, I'm going to defend that. I'm going to drag this conversation out for 40 minutes because <laughs> I feel because that's what I want to do. Um, I also considered the Intel uh, A580, but for me, that's also kind of a hard, a more difficult pick because love the price. Love that like people who have been traditionally ignored, not even traditionally, it's not a tradition, unfortunately, it's, maybe it's becoming recently. One. Recently becoming ignored. Thank you. I don't want it to become a tradition. It's been recently mm-hmm. ignored. Like they're getting some attention, but at the same time, um, if we're talking about maturity and um, just being able to kind of roll with things, and uh, I know Intel has done a lot to improve their drivers. They are working very hard every month, you know, just to get those new the <laughs> driver releases out. But if I was advising somebody, just like a ra- random person that I know through like one of my hobbies who isn't super deep into tech and just wants to play games, I don't know if still if I'd recommend an Intel card to them because I don't know if they necessarily want a DIY-ish experience. I think more likely they want a console plus experience, right? So that it feels very similar to a console experience and there's a little tinkering involved, but not much more than that. So that kind of ruled it out. So in the end, I finally just went to what I felt was kind of the the boring pick, which is the 7800 XT, XT. For me, it's boring because it's like, okay, it's good, like for all the reasons that Brad mentioned, but I kind of wanted something, like I wanted it to be like a head-to-head, like I wanted it to be more exciting as opposed to, well, this is, this is the best we're going to get this year, which is, don't get me wrong, if AMD's listening, it's a very good card. I'm not saying it's not, but we just spent... An hour plus, I don't know how long we spent, but a long time, debating the CPU side of things. And so it's just a little anticlimactic to kind of go from that to like, bloop, to this. Yeah. It's a shame I mean, that it, NVIDIA it, messed up uh, the 4060 series mm, so much yeah. because if those were sanely configured, like, that would have been my top pick. Bringing DL, DLSS 3, you know, all the new DLSS 3.5 and stuff to the masses. Like, NVIDIA's software shone so hard this year like shined like uh but they just got crazy with the pricing and the configuration for the mass models and i really wish i could because i really do think that like dlss 3 is a game changer i do think that dlss 3.5 is a massive step forward but the graphics cards prices just ain't there and it's insane that the only true 1440p graphics card worth buying is 500 dollars. but it is the best of what we got this year I also felt like, and I've already gave my pick, but I also just wanted to add to that is that I, I also feel like it's disappointing to not see movement in areas that were supposed to be getting a lot of buzz and like push forward, right? Like ray tracing hasn't really gone that much forward. Like Nvidia is not having AMD tra- nip their heels, so they they're not really having to push super hard on that. AMD hasn't really brought up their performance, right? Um, we are seeing more stuff on the software side. But then that gets into the that opens up the whole debate because there there was definitely comments in chat about um about how these are software gimmicks and like I want to see something about hardware right and yeah it, it's it's it, I miss the era when it was the hardware kicks ass and we love seeing this and you get the additional software tricks on top of it if you want them yeah some games are requiring like in their recommended specs to have DLSS or FSR on now, and I don't like that. <laughs> mm. 
Who was left? You get that with a forty ninety no. total, and you get you get kick ass hardware performance, <laughs> and you get kick ass software. Uh, I, I would like to point out uh, there was a comment. Oh crap! Let me find it. Uh, somebody did nominate the ten eighty Ti. My man. Yeah. <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold also, on. Uh, I do want to point out because I, I know somebody's probably going to whine about it, but um, yeah, I think Nvidia they've been pushing this. They just aren't they? They just pass like five hundred games with ray tracing yeah. support or something. Not like just that. ray tracing, so, RTX DLSS RTX. ray tracing. Oh, so yeah. it's all it's all. It's, so they've features, definitely RTX feature. They've definitely made a lot of inroads. Uh, since the 20 series launch, so is this, is it as critical as it was? Is it super critical? You have ray tracing, really awesome ray tracing performance. I don't know, but it does feel like it's all play Alan Wake man. Yeah, and we had a good discussion with uh, Alex uh, over at, at Digital Foundry too. Uh, so yeah, good stuff to talk about the the future. I, I, yeah, once again, seven eight hundred XT. I think three of us are are in alignment there. Uh, so it uh, makes sense unless we want to try to go for Ryzen seven thousand mobile and Z one extreme. But no, <laughs> right. I would have, I that would have been tried, my second. Though. That would have been if it was a flat no on the seventy nine fifty X three D. I would have fully shipped it over to trying to argue for the Z one extreme. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Huh, Gordon? No, so seventy eight. So no. it'll be seventy eight hundred XT then. So yeah, I mean that's a good. Yeah, it's yeah. a good solid card. I mean it just kind of speaks to the 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 mess that GPUs have been. We argued about CPUs for an hour because there was an there was an hour's worth of debate on CPUs because you're getting service to the low end, mid range, high end. You're getting constant launches all the time, They're and you're still getting like crazy hardware innovation. And uh, GPUs, yeah, other than Intel, GPUs. you know, it really yeah. it is yeah. it is not you know you're yeah. not it's overly exciting, right? So I think that's why we're seeing that reflected. I, I think it says a lot that the the best card, as you pointed out, Gordon, is a card from last year, right? So the forty ninety is still kicking major butt, right. but like Brad, I came into this thinking, okay, like what actually released this year? And I don't, and I don't feel like it was. I mean, fortunately, it wasn't so depressing this year in the GPU space that I had to go back to last year, right? <laughs> like if. If it was so bad, like if AMD had completely just like seeded the field this year, then actually I probably would have gone with the 4090. Um, but I don't feel like that's the case this year. Like we do have more competition from from things that actually released this year. And I know we could we could debate because this is how our crew works. We could debate <laughs> the merits of just raw performance and how how it's been sustained over the last 13, 14 months versus new. But for reasons I don't need to rehash. Yeah. Fortunately, the 7800 XT demolishes the 4060 Ti's that it ostensibly is similar in price to, and it even beats out the 4070 in a lot of games, which is a hundred something dollars more. So, it's a clear winner this year. AMD went with it. All right, then uh, let's call the uh, the best GPU of 2023 according to the full nerd uh, is AMD's Radeon RX 7800 XT. Congratulations, we so God, AMD one both, do that both to da, like CPU the, and GPU. The grunt tada noise. Oh tada! Yay! <laughs> I really looked thing. for yeah. Arc. I really like. I really was like wondering was it? It was twenty twenty three, the year of Arc. You know, but it didn't quite. We didn't quite get there, but it still feels like it's a bummer. We're not. You know, I mean, why for 
they really have been servicing the that sort of like entry really level, have. and nobody else has. But nobody ever, you know. Again, who cares, right? It's just well, you don't get you don't get like oh, super excited about that. So also in a couple of days' time, uh, Ark coming to Meteor Lake, you know. So we'll uh, we'll see yeah. what that holds, and maybe you know some of those lessons they learned on the desktop apply to the the mobile space as well. But you know, we're recording that, that before this, so. We got to go with what we go with. So uh, let's move on over to a kind of a fun one. Uh, best accessory. Uh, I will say that um, this. I mean, this this kind of encapsulates a lot of things. Uh, whether it's uh, inside of a system, uh, like I mean, I don't know if you can see, but this little AIO that has Gordon spinning on a loop saying "Zombie Apocalypse," <laughs> I would consider an accessory. Uh, but then also outside, <clears throat> you know, monitors, keyboards, mice. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things I think uh, that can be considered the best accessory. Actually, I think Steam Deck uh, won last year because yep. <laughs> it is, it in my mind, an accessory to yep. uh, your main PC. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, I actually want to start off with Elena this time. <sighs> okay, so this one was hard for me because um, every year I kind of blink. When I think of an accessory, because when I think of accessory, I always think of, maybe I'm dating myself here, but I'm like, keyboard, mouse? I don't know. Um, And then I have to really sit down and think about all the different things that are out there. And then from there, I also have to extrapolate, did I really launch this year or is this more of a trend? And I think this year I'm going to end up picking something that maybe is arguably more of a trend uh, as opposed to a new innovation for 2023 i guess that's innovation also crosses into a different category so Mm -hmm. it gets a little murky for me (laughs) i like really defined parameters (laughs) um but for me it's really simple it's um it it, it's not even something necessary but i love it a lot and it's reverse fan blade uh fans (laughs) and like to me it's just like if you're gonna go through the trouble yeah, if you're going to go through the trouble of building a really nice system, uh, back in the day, just having the crosshatch showing because you wanted proper airflow, which is like, <laughs> just like annoys you, right? Like, it's just like, oh, man, it would look just so much better. And I think Thermaltake came out with this last year. So they actually had a model where you could actually, if I remember right, you could pull out the and like actually reverse it yourself. And I, I actually prefer that the best because it gives you mm-hmm. the most flexibility. But this year I'm seeing, I've seen more options in general. So like the, the set that for audio listeners, uh, Adam just showed a box of uh, Leon Lee uh, Unifans that have reverse blades. Um, and I, I would like this just to become pervasive. And I feel like maybe we're starting to see a little bit of that tipping point happen in 2023. I'm hoping that it remains that way and keeps going. Kind of like how when we first started seeing, Gordon's going to hate this maybe. No, wait. Does Gordon hate RGB? I don't remember anymore. But like when we first started seeing (laughs) RGB RGB. keyboards. Like when we remember like when we first started seeing RGB keyboards and they like, like it was just like took a little bit. All of a sudden it was like, and all of a sudden it was just everywhere. 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 (laughs) So that's my nomination. It's pretty simple. It's not even um, that vital. But as a PC builder who has done some aesthetic builds, it's a, it's a nice little quality of life thing. It stops annoying you because it's like that one little detail that you can't unsee. Yeah. I love that's it. a good one. Yeah. Gordon, you want to you wanna go next? Yeah. You know, although it's not necessarily like a 2023 thing, although I, 
for me it is because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate something that is just like the most PC world category ever, and that is bulk printers. Printers that use bulk <laughs> ink. Uh, I just, uh, I've, the I've used, ones? yeah, so the uh. tank, you just like, so I've used Canon printers for a long time and they're no different than HP or, 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 uh, gosh, who else? Brother, Brother. and all the other, you know, printer makers because they have these little cartridges and they're always running out at like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you don't have any ink. So now you can't print <laughs> and the ink is always like, you know, they, they always have different models and the cartridges are $21, and you have to have five of them. My printer has like five 21 in five, actually six, six different print cartridges. And every time, you're just always constantly buying them. And I just spent 110 bucks to buy another like six cartridges because cause my wife couldn't print something out. So like it's my fault because we're not, we're not properly, we don't have the, the ink standing by. So uh, for hey, Black hey, Brad, Friday- could, could- Real quick, can you can you tell people is it is it easy or hard to review printers for PCWorld.com? We don't review printers. I hate printers. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I love printers. I have many many printers. But but the thing is, these bulk. The thing is, I didn't. What I didn't realize because Epson did this for a long time. You know, because people stop buying printers. Obviously, millennials. They're all freeloaders, so they don't basically print anything on their, their, their own their printer. parents' printer. Because they don't have it. They go to their parents' printer, or they go somewhere else and use it. Work. That's that's what they do, right? That's that's what most young people do. They don't because everybody's like, "Oh, it's coming over to use my printer." So, but <laughs> but Epson basically said, "Screw it. We're just going to charge you four hundred dollars for the printer and give you all the ink for the next five years, right?" And it's just all these. But now everybody does it. So Canon does it. HP does it. They all they all have is usually a bulk. Is that your parents' printer? No, it's my printer. I've had this. <laughs> I'm not going to date myself, but I've had this forever. I am a millennial. I just want to just want to say that the millennial hate is unwarranted. You might be yeah. screwed on that because they always the, the, nope. the unspoken the printer talk. Print, no, the, they always screw you because when there's a new OS, that's when they decide to dump printer support. So nope. you always like <laughs> this thing has survived. You have cursed yourself now, Elena. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stop gonna there. You're gonna drop it, and then you you don't want to you don't want to curse it. But yeah, no. But like the well, fact that you can, I bought this can of printer Black Friday. It was sixty bucks off, hundred forty bucks, enough ink that will last me for the next, the rest, you know, like the next five years. Right? Who knows? So, right? For my situation, but is I just it, think is this it's a like specific model, or, or are you, or are you, no, you nominating just the printers fact that with bulk these printers ink? with bulk ink? Because yeah, we've won, we've won the war. We've won the war because they're always they're always screwing you on those stupid little twenty one dollar cartridges that have to buy five or six of, right? So now they're just like like the this big ass tank. This looks it looks like a it's like a thing of milk. It's like this much ink, and it's like ten dollars. <laughs> You're never going to use it. In fact, the printer will probably die before I ever use you all the ink, ink, which is kind of <laughs> like the cheat that I think they're they're counting on, but. But the fact is, something we've to get excited won the about, war. I, guess. I didn't know. I'm super <laughs> excited because I, I like, I was 110 dollars on ink. I just spent like four months ago, and like we're already like, what? How do we use all that ink? Right? We're already like almost. It's all gone. So screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. Ink so. costs more than Netflix. Forget that. It yeah. just <laughs> rip off. It just it just kills me. So like, but the fact that I didn't realize that HP, Canon, and Epson, and everybody, and brother, they're all doing bulk ink printers 
and you can just buy these things, not worry about the ink, and you have a printer to use instead of going over to freeload on your your friends uh, or relatives that actually have printers. So I feel like though there's got to be some kind of gotcha to it because they've been doing this so long to us. Like, is there just like a built-in expiration date where they're like, "Sorry, your tanks are no longer going to work. It's past the five-year mark." Please buy yeah, an entire you, new printer. You know, the thing is they used to have, remember they had chip cartridges? HP mm-hmm. was famous for them because, like, well, the ink would expire. Mm-hmm. So they don't do that anymore because you just you you just pour the ink into the printer, into a giant reservoir. But, again, you know, the amount of ink I put in there, it's I don't think I'm ever going to print. So I think probably what's going to happen is it's going to get gummed up. The print heads uh. will get dry. You know, these are still basically consumer printers. You're not buying a you're not buying a commercial office printer that's going to last forever. I'm a big printer guy, obviously, as you can tell. So, but the fact <laughs> is, we won the war, and that is the good news. And I think that's like one of the best accessories. It's safe to buy a printer now. People don't want to buy printers because they're sick of buying the stupid inks. We went from constantly screwing you on the inks to, oh, why don't you sign up for our our subscription? So we send you ink. Right, they all try ink this. Ink as a subscription. Service yeah, ink model. as a subscription. People are like, "Screw you! I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna print anymore. I'm gonna print at my my parents' place. I'm gonna print at work." Or now they've all given up. They're just selling these damn printers. Ink is not a problem. So we won. That's. A I will great also. Accessory. I will also say that laser has always always been a great place to be. Sort of. I have a see. I have a color laser because a color laser was like a way to get color, and you do it cheap because you do like six thousand. But then the toner cartridges, you have to buy five different toner cartridges, and they're eighty dollars a piece. So you're basically eventually, and then you're like, oh, I'll do the the knockoff refill stuff, and then my printer is dead because those things leak everywhere <laughs> and they ruin your printer. So oh. cheapskates use the the knockoff ink, and they always tell you that. But those are the people who don't print anything. I people who print color. stuff and care, I I, I use OEM ink. Because I, I had to ruin a printer, so I'm not going to do it again. So no, that's fair. I, I black and white laser printers are like oh yeah, super mono's solid. good, super super yeah. solid. Yeah, and actually, this I, is not printer wanna, world. I do want to oh, find. God. Yeah, sorry, last one. I do want to find a laser e- 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 I see mono that's printer world. Oh. Printers are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I had to print this out yesterday, right? I printed <laughs> on my new printer. <laughs> there you go. I was just I printing just... stuff like all day. I don't even care. <laughs> just sitting there hitting print. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to run out. I'll just keep going. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I, I actually think there was, I mean, there was definitely a lot on my list as I was looking through. I was like, oh, my God. Like, there is a ton of exciting stuff uh, to talk about. You know, I, I I don't think any, you know, any of these are probably in a consensus thing. So we're going to have to hash some stuff out. But, uh, yeah, I, I do want to start off by saying that the... The Furore Systems Airjet Mini. I actually have one here in my hand. The fine folks over at Furore gave yep. one to me. It is a dead dead one. Uh, with their uh, Airjet Mini, we saw it at CES. We called this revolutionary for PCWorld.com's best of 2023. I awarded it uh, uh, innovation. So you know, it's definitely definitely, but it, it falls it falls more in that innovation, and we'll talk about that than accessory. So we'll talk about that later, but. Uh, I mean, I got my first mechanical keyboard uh, this year. It was at a that oh, A-Bit join do. us. Um, oh, I, I love Wait, that. Wait, what? Yeah. You've had a mechanical keyboard for a while. I'm I'm sorry, like a uh, uh, custom custom oh. mechanical keyboard, not 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 just a not just like a, a normal you know off the shelf mechanical. I, I haven't Can't built go my back own now. yet. I know, I know. 
Anyway, so you're um, you're deep in that rabbit hole of the, of the keyboard fetish now? No, 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 not deep yet. I've not built my own yet. I'm getting there, right, right on the edge. Anyway, uh, I also want to make a, a special shout out to uh, the the cable we saw at uh, at CES, the 12 volt high power cable, or uh, tw- what is it, 12 volt two by two, or no, two by x two by six two by six there we go 12 two uh, times with, six y- yeah <laughs> uh with the, the yellow the yellow pins so that you know that it's fully seated uh in there i don't know if that necessarily counts as an accessory but i just wanted to call it out uh but yeah i i do like the the reversible fan blades because this was the first year i used them the 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 fantex ones um they had the certain model come out this year we saw computex i can't remember uh but my my real pick and i, I should have brought it because i don't have it here is the uh the scuff envision uh line of controllers i know a lot of people scoff like why would i spend that much on a controller uh but also there's a lot of people who scoff at like why would you spend that much on a custom keyboard what the hell so <laughs> i mean if if you use a controller don't yuck a my lot, yum yeah yeah then then you know what it is worth it to spend uh buco dollars on a, a really nice controller uh and so that that scuff and vision it it i have the pro model specifically which adds wireless um and a couple other small things but the even the normal envision i think is is a good controller i it took me a while to get used to because it definitely has some different things compared to a normal controller uh that's the one that's built that, for pc gaming right it's built for pc gaming i mean you know what like why uh, you know I don't know. It, it doesn't necessarily have something that's like, ooh, only PC. Uh, but I think they wanted to target PC players. Uh, anyway, the I, I love that controller. Uh, I, I yeah, it took me a while at first. I was like, mm, I don't know about this controller, and then it it grew on me. Oh, sorry, one more uh, special shout out. Uh, Corsair's IQ Link that we saw at Computex, uh, having that one cable routing in the PC is is pretty awesome. So, but I really want to try scu- one of those vision controller. I want to, I want to know how like that 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 the the Corsair one's exciting to me. And uh, we're going to do it tomorrow. So. Uh, oh wow! People are going to hear this late, but yeah, we're we're doing a a build tomorrow with them. So I'm excited. Cool. I, uh, uh, all right. That means Brad. Yeah, Brad's up. Uh, it's funny you should mention Corsair because going through my list, Corsair actually kicked butt this year. Uh, all my final contenders actually all came from Corsair. Uh, I really like that IQ link as well, although I'm not going to cast my vote for it because I haven't played with it yet. Uh, Their MP700 PCIe 5 SSD is one of the best we've ever tested. Uh, Their Virtuoso Pro headset that's made for, like, really nice mic quality. It's made for streamers and gamers alike. Like, we reviewed it. We loved it. But the one that I have to give my nod to is the Corsair Xenion Flex Monitor. Uh, I'm a monitor guy. <laughs> I'm a big monitor guy. Before my house burned down, I had, uh, I think six different ones. Like I work on a pair of different 4k monitors, ones with, uh, like HDR and 144 Hertz. Then I have a 360 Hertz one for when I play rainbow six and counter strike and stuff, have ultra rides for playing video games, etc. Like I'm into monitors. And this is the first monitor that I ever tested that. Like, literally, like, my brain turned off, and my, what was left of my soul just went, whoa, like Keanu Reeves' voice, <laughs> looking at the thing. It's uh, massive. I think it's 42 or 38 inches. It's a big, huge OLED monitor uh, that you can pull handles out from either end and bend to the curve that you want or position it straight. You can actually adjust the monitor curve. And 
One drawback of it is it's not super duper high resolution, so uh, it's not as great if you're doing production work. But if you're sitting there playing games, it's got HDR 1000. It's freaking 240 hertz. You can bend it to fit however you want it. It's packed with pixels. The OLED looks amazing. Darks are dark. Brights are bright. It's just drool-worthy. And I've never been so sad to send a review unit back as that one. So that has to be my accessory of the year. Yeah, a lot of wow. people in uh, the Discord uh, chat had mentioned OLED monitors as their yeah. best accessory for the yeah. year. And that's part of yeah, the reason I... I wanted to talk about it, too, because like last year, the Steam Deck obviously rolled everything. But the last two years specifically, OLEDs have finally come up, and we haven't really recognized that in our awards because the Steam Deck just took all the air out of the room last year. So not only is this the best monitor I've ever touched, I'm kind of using it as a representative for OLED in general. I mean the the Steam Deck just came out with an OLED version this year for exactly. yeah like a, it's definitely definitely the year of the OLED. I mean <laughs> like I I have no problem getting behind uh, an an OLED monitor cuz yeah it's definitely yeah. <laughs> But yeah I mean we we all have different picks so I I I guess it's a uh, it's a matter of of uh where can we gain consensus I, around? Hey, look I'm at okay. These, look at these suckers. Look at these. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> look, look at like a pint of milk. That's ink. These Insane. are the extra ones. I've already filled it, and they give you two more just to make you feel like like you're <laughs> ever going to use all this ink, right? That's nuts. That is this exciting. Is like... <laughs> no, but I, I honestly, I like I could get behind the OLED thing because I am badly in need of a new monitor. But I like for me paying nine hundred dollars for a monitor. Even though I've got like forty nineties that I have in my um my secret export business to Jensen. He gives them to me, I sell them to China. I'm like, no, I'm making that up NSA. I'm not really doing that at all. But uh, I I just can't see spending nine hundred dollars on a monitor, but these OLED panels it's worth I was it. looking at like that Samsung, like, oh my god, I really I really need to to prioritize getting a new panel and maybe no lead panels the thing that does it right so you can find well, them on you can find them for a few hundred bucks on sale during hot sale times too yeah but i i need 32 or bigger so well and i i do also feel like this this year there was plenty of chatter of like hey where where is oled out at in general do you the, the, they still have the burn-in issues like there's definitely a lot more interest in oled uh just tangentially through you know the course of the year i feel like people have been asking that, that stuff and I, I know that keith keith may couldn't uh join us for this episode he he wanted to be here uh but yeah i mean he's definitely been on the hunt for oled i think it was starting at ces earlier oh. this year he was like on the hunt for oled monitors mm-hmm. uh so yeah i've, I've no problem I, I mean i don't know that specific model the flex i mean i know of it but you know, I haven't used that it's one. Freaking awesome! You so. should have seen the case yeah. they shipped it in, like a Pelican case, a big, huge, massive. Like <laughs> it probably cost them a thousand bucks to ship the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elena, how do you feel about OLED monitors? Um, so I think I'm the only member of staff that openly admits to still having a CRT monitor, mm-hmm. and it's no, because I mean, those are awesome. Openly admits. <laughs> Um, and it's because I really prized those black levels for the longest time. Um, and I remember, I think it was like in 2007-ish, like I was talking to a friend and I said, I can't wait for something like Plasma or OLED because that was like just starting to come onto the radar. 
to come to monitors. And I was like looking at all the reports and I was like, but it's going to take 15 years, <laughs> 15 years later, here we are. So, um, yeah, it's, I may finally have a reason to let my CRT monitor finally go. Are you actually using that CRT panel? For, for specific, very specific things. Yeah. Oh. Partially for but the like- aspect ratio. But you're not like using it for work kind of stuff, like gaming. I was for of. a long time, actually. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think earlier on in the pandemic, I was like, I need more pixels. I, I need yeah. to switch the monitor. So do, do we want to nominate a specific product like the, the Flex, or do we just want to say, hey, best accessory is OLED monitors in general? I think it'd be best to have a product. Like best accessory, I think it's good to have a product. Yeah, that, that yeah, OLED I, Flex is nice, right? Yeah, it's... Hmm. amazing and when i do the write-up for the article i can say this is a standard for oled this thing rocks but oleds in general rock <laughs> well i guess i won't be buying one for fifteen hundred dollars yeah it's gonna be a little bit probably at least another five years before it oh starts coming God. down in price is my those xenion flexes are insane yeah but so they're 45 they're li- five inches go read my review man like go read my review <laughs> I mean that the alien one, the Alienware one, that was highly rated too, is is uh, nine hundred dollars on sale right now. Yeah, yeah started coming. <laughs> yeah, out that's ultra finally. wide. And the Samsung Odyssey is um, Odyssey ultra wide as well. Same nine hundred dollars. The the G also can't been coming down in price. Yeah, actually, oh, I, I didn't realize. I was just doing a quick Google search. It looks like a lot of a lot of companies have have that that Alienware is like their their top OLED pick. Yeah, it's really? great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Did we review that one specifically, or uh, we reviewed both the G Sync and the FreeSync one? Yeah, it's only thirty-four okay. inches, though. Yeah, only. it's an thirty-four inch ultra wide. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I'm actually prefer. I actually would prefer that when I finally upgrade. Um, there's just something about having like a forty-eight inch monitor that's just a little excessive for me, right? Like so close to my face. It, it varies based on who you are. Obviously, some people love it. No. For me, it doesn't work for my eyes and my body. It had a definite learning curve. Hey, yo, curve. But uh, it did. It took me a day or two to get used to it. But after I did, I liked it. Oh, yeah. Our, so this is a sub, subhead of our review from uh, Matt Smith, freelancer Matt Smith. Uh, the Alienware, what, 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 AW, blah, 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 improves upon <laughs> its predecessor and shows us uh, all why it's still the top OLED gaming monitor around. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, I kind of nominate that one over the, the Flex, um, personally. If Did that come out this year? Product. Uh, oh, ooh, December twenty second, twenty twenty two. But okay. that would have been after last year's show, so we couldn't have actually uh, gotten to true. it last year for nominations. We, we so. reviewed it a little bit late. We didn't review it on the uh, deadline. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would. Six. I would nominate that one. That's the one I would have nominated if. Uh, yeah, if it came out this year. Damn. Okay. Those are nice. I can't yeah. imagine what that's like. Having the money for that? I <laughs> yeah, no. No, 45-inch panel. Oh, so. man, it's amazing. Like, literally, sitting there, curve it a bit, and then I was sitting there playing uh, Forza Horizon 5, the racing game, with the HDR oh. going and everything, and it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> that would have been nice, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have any... I don't have any specific picks, so I, I, I would default to the flex if, if you feel that strong about it. Does anyone else have any other... No, no. To me, no. it makes okay. makes sense. I mean, like, gets me excited. I want to get an OLED panel now, but <laughs> I got my printer. Exciting printer stuff. 
<laughs> I uh, can't uh, afford the monitor yet, so I'll just be busy with my reverse bladed plans. I hope it's on sale for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then uh, let's call it the the, the best success. Uh, the full nerds best accessory of twenty twenty three is the Corsair Xenion Flex forty five WQHD two forty. Uh, Got to include the, the monitor <laughs> there, I guess. It really uh, is like can... it's expensive as heck. But like I said, I go through a ton of monitors, and that's the first one that just ever like blew me away. I felt like the dudes in the chair in the old Memorex commercials or whatever. Ah, yeah, love, <laughs> it. love it. There's a reference. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, the the fourth and penultimate category, which is the the best trend. Uh, we we actually had some best some innovation. Good... I'm sorry. Best innovation. Best innovation. Uh, we we had uh, this was another thing that a lot of people in in Discord kind of. Um, I mean, there, there was just a lot of talk in there, and uh, like I, I don't know about you, Lena. Do you feel like there was anything for uh, trend that that really popped out? Um, uh, I'm sorry, in, to, innovation. You want me to go yeah. first, or are we talking about uh, comment no, on no, Discord? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. For, from the Discord, yeah. Oh, from the um, Discord. Um, I was surprised. It was actually pretty spread. Um, I did right. see some commentary about Steam Deck, so that I thought that would make you happy. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I mean, Steam and o, Steam OS support is definitely, you know, a big one yeah. for sure. Uh, but it was pretty okay. like this one. They, they were pretty widely spread. Like uh, I'll just kind of name a few things. So there was Please. the Steam OS stuff. Um, the uh, where is it? Uh, DLSS. Um, Re- reconstruction that's actually really yeah. good uh hall sensors or hall effects mm-hmm, sorry mm-hmm. hall effect sensors were mentioned um the trend of having like uh really good uh air coolers like tower coolers coming down in price oh yeah yeah like they're like i actually really that was that one resonated with me because i mean for the longest time was it the hyper evo 212 cooler master one <laughs> yeah. like just reigned supreme for so long and yeah. in the last few years like you yeah like you can kind of see like how things that used to be kind of more in that 50 dollar range have just been kind of coming down in price and just giving that level of performance which i think is awesome mm-hmm. um uh but yeah so that's kind of the spread that i feel like i saw yeah yeah all right well best innovation uh, gordon why, why don't you go first this time I got a few, yeah, uh, and I really couldn't settle on it. I mean, obviously, I, I like uh, Adam. You know, we saw Airjet at, at uh, CES. We saw it at Computex. That was my number one pick. So the the Airjet Mini, I think, is is a is really innovative cooling. Again, it's you can watch all the videos we've done on them many many times. But basically, it's the first development. Of, away from fans in a hundred years, right? Fans have been basically driving cooling for most things for a hundred plus years. And Airjet Mini with the solid state cooling is, uh, is, is a marketably different. I can't get into all the, all the reasons of how it works. Go watch our videos. We have many, many of them. Um, that was my number one pick, but I actually had some other things I, I do want to put out, just throw out there. Uh, the other one is reverse cases. So we last year we sort of saw reverse cases kind of pop up from different vendors. Wasn't sure if it was going to go anywhere, but now it looks like the reverse case trend might actually catch on. And 
what will probably make that happen is the motherboard companies and are going to probably agree to build similarly similar motherboards, similar cases. So it's entirely possible reverse cases will be something you can have in your hands really, really soon and will be a reality. Uh, number three uh, is a 12V 2x6. And I would say that to me is an innovation because, you know, 12 high power was obviously got a bad name behind it. If you ask me, 12V2, 12 whatever the hell they're calling it, uh, <laughs> 2x6 is basically, you know, fixes that. Uh, it just renames it. And the fact that we actually had to go from everybody hand-wringing to a new version of it in a year is pretty impressive, which brings me to the last one, which in some ways I think is, among all these best innovations, the best of them all, and that is CAM2. Um, that's compre compression-attached memory module. And if you go look at the videos and stories we've done on PC World and our, on the channel, uh, CAM was basically an, a new memory standard for mobile computers and small form factors that would replace SODIMs. That uh, are SODIMs, basically the design is a several decades old. It's coming to the end. It's getting harder and harder to push density and speeds on SODIM designs. Dell came up with CAM. People immediately freaked out and said, oh, we don't want a proprietary standard. Dell mm -hmm. says, it's not proprietary. We're going to JEDEC. They actually went to JEDEC, and it's it's been cooking at JEDEC. It's been like chili. It's been in that slow cooker for a while. <laughs> and about a, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, they actually finally released mm -hmm. CAM2. So it's called CAMM2. So the previous version, CAM, is still proprietary. This Dell's original design. Um, they'll probably, I'm imagine, I haven't talked to Dell yet, but I imagine they're going to switch to CAM2. CAM2 is basically the, the uh, what Jetic is designated to, to pick to replace sodiums. Uh, big change is uh, you're going to get, uh, the big change is you'll get more memory. So now you can get up to 128 gigs of RAM uh, in CAM2. You also get higher uh, transfer speeds, you just, you know, like, I think it'll start at, like, uh, for the LPDDR version, it's going to start at, like, 6,400. And the other really, really big thing for CAM2 modules is now you can get LPDDR, D, LP, low-power DDR5X and LPDDR5 in a CAM module, CAM2 module. So previously, mm. you know, like, a, if you had a gaming laptop, most of them use SODIMs because... Um, they wanted more memory density. They, you know, they didn't really care about space as much, and they didn't want to solder memory down because LPDDR5 required and 4 required you to solder to the motherboard. That's why Apple does that. That's why Dell does that in the XPS 13 class computers. With CAM2, they can push the bandwidth where uh, CAM2 will give you the option, I believe, I haven't talked to everybody yet, but looking at the specs that I have in front of me, it looks like you will be able to take your gaming laptop and go, I could go 128 gigs of CAM2, or I can go with LPDDR5X because I want really good standby time. LPDDR um, basically greatly reduces the amount of standby power that a laptop will use when it's in standby. Not when you're in active use, but when it's just sitting there doing nothing. Um, so you can close the lid, come back to it in five days, and the battery will have supposedly drop less than if you had a sodium unit with a ton of RAM sitting there idling that whole time. 
But those are my four picks. Airjet was a top, but honestly, the fact that we went from Dell pushing Cam as what people said was proprietary to it now actually being released as a full spec by Jeddak is to me possibly my top pick. Although Airjet, I, I really do dearly love because it's it's the biggest change in a hundred years. And, you know, Cam Cam 2 is the biggest change in, you know, 20 to 30 years. So okay. uh, two big changes. Well, real quick, if I can ask a question, Gordon, uh, do you think Cam 2 is going to have any sort of impact on the desktop? I think it'll probably be desktop and all-in-ones. So typically, if you're going to see a Nook-class computer, small mm. computers where they use SODIMs typically, you'll probably see um, Cam 2 support in there eventually. Okay. Uh, mostly, it'll be in gaming laptops, probably watered down to slightly bigger laptops. I can't see necessarily somebody putting it in a desktop yet because you can you can already, you can already push pretty high transfer speeds on a desktop with with dims are not quite as limited uh, as you are in the laptops. You're not as space limited as well. So it probably doesn't make sense. But when you're looking at an all-in-one or you're looking at a Nook or a little tiny computer or these things where they're taking the laptops and they're removing the screens and selling them as computers that you plug into a monitor, mm. that's probably where you might see it it, it develop. Okay. But it's it's going to be more expensive initially, so it'll it'll take a while. Probably going to workstation class laptops first because... Who needs 128 gigs of RAM? And it'll go, by the way, 128 gigs isn't the limit. As we get to denser uh, memory, you'll probably see even more in in CAM too. So, and But the fact that you can get LP RAM in, in a gaming laptop, or think about this, you take a MacBook and they typically solder the memory in and Apple screws you by giving you 8 gigs of RAM. Well, in the future, if Apple actually adopted CAM too, you might actually be able to upgrade your Mac's memory. It's like holy smokes, right? That's the, to me, Dang. that's a big deal. Right? That's wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wishful say, thinking. Just because they can doesn't mean they will. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Apple's always, you know, they're always about making the most money. And if they can glom onto an industry standard that somebody else has already put all the hard work into, and it saves them money, then and that means they make more money. They don't give it to you. Apple's going to do it. So. You know what makes money though? Having someone buy a whole three, a whole new three thousand dollar MacBook. <laughs> yeah, right. That does because you only buy it with eight gigs of RAM. <laughs> uh, but Brad, do you want to go next? Yeah, uh, because Gordon just made it easy for me. Uh, my two top picks were uh, Cam Two, as well as Airjet, uh, for all the reasons he said. I think that both of those are going to have a lasting impact on the industry. Actually. Uh, but I'm personally just more impressed with Airjet, so that's where my vote goes. Okay, then I, I guess I'll, I'll roll in. Uh, uh, obviously, I gave best innovation to Airjet uh, on the website, but I'm a- I'm actually not going to here. Oh, it, it's 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 one of my picks. It's like a runner up. It, it was close, but I think where the 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 website's different than than the full nerd where the full nerd we focus a little bit more on desktop a little bit more on like hardware releases i think that's one knock against the airjet is that we've only really seen it come officially to one product this year uh and so like that's just you know i i want to see it come to more products uh and for the full nerd crowd you know i that that's why it's i I know that might be weird to differentiate that between that and like pcworld.com but like uh yeah sure. Sure. Uh, 
yeah but uh but I, my my second runner up would be uh all white parts cuz i feel like this <laughs> this year all white uh parts are like in an awesome spot like it's not that hard to find uh an all white build I don't think you and, can like, say that can you you can't say that anymore can you i <laughs> Don't you yeah, have to give it on a Pantone color? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but my, my, my actual pick uh, is actually another one of Gordon's, and that is the reversible um, case motherboard. You know, like we talk about all the time here about a- ATX and how it needs to evolve and how companies need to work together and like really push it forward. This feels like the first real effort where there's a lot of companies on board who are theoretically talking to each other and, you know, maybe might make it a thing of like, hey, you know what, this could be like a standard that everyone adopts. Right now, it's it's still kind of in this weird phase where each company is doing just slight, you know, little variations. So it's not interoperable. And a lot of them are still selling like, you know, it in bundles. So you don't accidentally, uh, you know, use a different motherboard in case kind of thing. But I, I, I do feel like we're we're actually getting there uh with it and like i i love it not only for the look of it obviously there's a a a benefit for the the aesthetic appeal to it but actually i think the building in it is going to change it might be a small thing but like if it changes the way that we build pcs where you don't have to route the cables through the front flip it over like hundreds of times to be like okay which one do i put it out like all everything is just like plugged in from the back side like i think that will will make like actually building a pc different uh than usual so that that's why for the full nerd crowd that's the one i i, I want to go with so and war on cables was on my short list too yeah which uh, funny enough and we'll get to it that it actually popped up in the worst trend in some of our uh yeah i was <laughs> surprised our, our by community. that mm-hmm. <laughs> what did some people, people don't like? like it so i would have I, to I ask know. them yeah i, so I mean i think right now because it's proprietary yeah, right now it's in that growing pain, you know, where, yeah, yeah but, but, but Asus, I, do, I do think we'll get past that. Asus is already doing it. It's based off of uh, published standards that are already out there. So it's not quite, but a lot of people, I can see the concern. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think the, I don't think the GPU power thing is going to catch on personally. I think it's, it's, it's just going a little too far, but everything else that they're doing follows what everybody else is doing and reversing the connectors. So, yeah. The GPU thing would be cool if that was a thing. I don't know how the costs work for producing motherboards, but if that was like a budget or like lower or less expensive build type feature, I think I could see that because the cards that they would be using wouldn't require as much power, right? And it would simplify. I think it would be easier to get people in the door of uh, DIY PC building if you made it almost like, the, you know, like the Intel Nux that I talked about for a while, like the uh, like the two slot ones, like how just dead easy it made it. Like, I, I love seeing things like that because I think it makes it, it demystifies the process. It makes it less stressful for people. You get them in the door. They learn that they love doing this. We have more new, new cool community members that we can talk to. Like, I, I just, I like stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, I think what's better than getting that power off that extra little connector is having the 12 volt high power or whatever, like on the flip side of the actual GPU itself. So it's the same kind of principle of like, hey, moving all the connectors to the backside um it it doesn't always work you know especially if you're going to put it like vertically but Mm. uh yeah anyway so elena what's uh what's your official pick so uh i was (laughs) so enthusiastic about this pick i didn't even i mean there if i had to pick runners up 
uh, I would probably echo some of the other things that have been mentioned already from the three of you. But Mm -hmm. this is one of the rare cases where my heart was just like, boom, that's it. I don't need any others. And for me, that was the Airjet Mini. Seeing that mm. in the video that you guys did uh, with the Zotac, I, I used to cover mini PCs more regularly for PC World, and just seeing that was, I had the same sensation that Brad described about seeing the um, the monitor just in like the last segment, <laughs> right? Where I was like, oh wow, like I cannot wait to see how that extrapolates out into other things. And I, I, mean, I see where you're coming from, Adam, where you're saying that, like, yeah, this is probably most likely going to be more of a revolutionary thing for things like laptops and mini PCs, where it's a, like getting, getting that much cooling into a small amount of space is going to matter more than for something like a full, you know, standard ATX DIY PC build, right? But I, <laughs> I think that how it applies for even our audience is that I'm hoping that someday there's like an overlap between what we're seeing in something like the Zotac mini PC and like our mini ITX builds, right? Like how much smaller Mm. can we get that? Like, could, could we get these into like, cause you know how it's like, okay, well I want to build a five liter PC, but I'm going to go up to like maybe seven or 10 because like the amount of cooling I want for my desk, like my, the CPU I chose is just requires more space or I want a little more airflow. I think having, I don't know what it looked like yet, but I like that the technology exists and that they're, they're going to, hopefully they're going to iterate on it so that we could start to see some very interesting like CPU cooler options down the road. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. I, I agree. I see where your heart's coming from, Adam. We're mostly a desktop site, but to me, like Gordon said, that's the Airjet is changing a hundred years worth of how we traditionally cool things. It's radical, it's new, it's super exciting. Who knows? Maybe it'll have an application in the desktop at some point. This is still the beginning of the ride for this. So Oh yeah. To me it's well, Airjet I mean, all and, the way. And every every time I talk to them, like the last time we talked was that video for the uh the MacBook mm-hmm. uh air uh kind of thing, like I, you know, I was going down expecting like, oh, okay, well, we've seen him put it in a laptop before, you know, I'll, I'll talk to him and, and see what it is. But they, they actually like had to go back and think about the way that they implemented it versus some of those earlier laptop designs. So like that team is just always so excited, exciting to talk to and because they're just constantly thinking of new ways to, to implement it. And like, and I mean, it's, and it's no... Like, I actually, the fact that we haven't seen it in more products, I don't think really falls on their side. Uh, I think, you know, it just, it takes a lot to implement it in an actual uh, shippable product kind of thing. Yeah. And it just happened that the Zotac one was was able to kind of spin up real quick. Yeah, we just uh, saw so it I, at I CES, I do think we will right? see it. We just saw CES was like the big coming out party for it. So For uh, Airjet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, designing new products usually take longer than a year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially something like as radical as I mean, you're talking yeah, about yeah. redesigning like hardware to to implement the system. So okay, I mean, I'm I'm fine going with it. So Airjet, uh, it is. Then I think, yeah, I think uh, then the full nerd uh, 2023 award for best innovation goes to Four Systems Airjet Mini. Uh, congratulations so to cool. them. Uh, well, and with that, we have yeah, well deserved. Uh, more more to come in the future, hopefully. 
Um, I want to see it in handheld gaming devices. That's where I want to see it. I think a lot of people do. Uh, so um, that means we are at our final, uh, our final topic, which is the worst trend. We I don't know what I feel like every year we always end the show and we're like, man, why do we end with worst trend? <laughs> Maybe we should put it like <laughs> final. Yeah, like I had that thought again too uh, earlier, and I was just like, eh, whatever. All right, so we'll end on a downer. Worst trend, uh, which. Uh, I, I think once again over on the Discord, not to spoil it, but there was kind of a consensus, uh, you know, that popped up for the worst trend. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, Brad, do, do you want to go first with uh, your pick for worst trend? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's kind of a rehash of kind of what we've done in past years. Last year's worst trend was pricing in general. Uh, pricing is better this year. You can get. You know, affordable parts if you don't mind shopping last-gen parts, which are still perfectly fine. Uh, but I think uh, GPU value is what I'm going with. Uh, I, I Yes, you can get last-gen parts for affordable bits, but just the value proposition of all sides of this lineup this year are all out of whack. Uh, pandemic might play part of it. The rush for AI might be playing part for the high end now. But regardless... Uh, the 4060 Ti is a 1080p graphics card, and NVIDIA charges up to $500 for it. And that's insane, and yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, I called it... I, I'm gonna, oh, you want me to go no, no, go, for it. No. go for it. I called it the My Lucky Charms effect, which I'm really sick of. And it's the it's, it's the classic cereal. I don't know if people realize this. Most people don't, but there's this cereal. It's called Lucky Charms. Kids are always trying to get it, or somebody's trying to get it. I, who's always asked for the Lucky Charms? Well, I'm really sick, like Brad, of the GP market just always being just constant. It's just in a constant state of turmoil. And it's been like this now for, it feels like seven years now, right? We've gone through... Crypto bust twice. We've gone through, you know, uh, the pandemic, and then now we're basically in the AI phase. Where same thing again, where it's just kind of messing everything up. And I'm just, it just has screwed it up. Where they're always after my lucky charms, and I'm so sick of it. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right? I, Cry yeah. about it. That's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, it just. I mean, it, ultimately, it could work out to be better for everybody because if you're going to give AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA boatloads of money off of AI, you know, the trickle-down effects of that should still benefit our mere mortals that are using computers, and I think it will make things better overall, but in the meantime, it just kind of stinks, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it it crops its head up in, in different ways, like, you know, some people in the, in the chat or in the uh in the discord chatter was talking about like the the naming like hey you're you know you're 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 not really getting a big performance jump for the the actual naming uh of the gpus that are out there um yeah the the lack of vram or or cut down uh bus width uh yeah so i mean there's just so many different ways to slice it on the gpu side yeah like um, a software kind of filling in some of the gaps Rather than on, like the hardware itself, just completely trouncing the last generation. Yeah, uh, I will say in in uh, in our Discord, a couple of people uh, pointed out uh, worst trend is try hard drama content. 
That was actually kind of funny. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I'll I'll go with mine. I mean, like, I definitely... So mine is kind of a... uh, Like, I I, I totally agree with the GPU stuff. Uh, I'm on board if, like, that ends up being our thing. But, like, for me specifically, there was a lot of talk this year, and it feels like it really reached a fever pitch about the launch of PC games whether that's because they're leaning on you know software or, or perceived leaning on software because uh, uh, it was rushed to market because they didn't have enough time to optimize I, I don't know we spent a lot of time on the show this year talking about game launches and like the impact and why it went wrong and you know what it can be done about it and all that kind of stuff uh, so for me like that is the worst trend that makes me real sad to see like I, I love PC gaming and I feel like it is always the superior form of gaming, but like to, to have anybody even point, you know, and be like, well, look at all these, these launches is launching real crappy. Why would I, why would I do that? It just, it hurts my heart. <laughs> I, I don't like I, that. I tell you what, uh, uh, we'll have to hear what Elena has to say, but I switched my vote. I agree with you, Adam. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> right, which one are you for? Which just the sorry state of PC game launches. Yeah, there were some real bad examples this year. <laughs> really egregious. The pricing has yeah. been the last few years, so I'm kind of over it. But this PC games launching like Bud is new, and I don't like it. Yeah, well, uh, it's not just the GPU really pricing. New? Once again, it's the naming. It's the, uh, you know, cutting down of, of bus width lanes and, you know, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. So G- GPUs in general are still in a, a crap spot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a new trend. I mean, th- to be fair, I guess the game launch thing is not a new trend either. I just feel like it's it's definitely amplified kind of this, this year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elena, what, what's your pick? Um, So this is one where I actually had to pick or decide through a couple of different options. So one that sprang to mind, it was interesting because I did see a couple of people echo this in the Discord server chat. Um. I haven't been a, a fan of seeing, uh, co- I mean, I, I get why it's happening, the whole, I think, VC funding thing drying up, but like the, I think Reddit really encompassed this whole thing where it's like takeover of a service, just ignoring what the user base is saying that they want or how they use the service. And it's just like you have management come in and say like, this is not your toy, it's our toy, so get, <laughs> get well, you know the word. Uh, the <laughs> I think we'll, of go, the, we'll go with like, wrecked. We'll go with wrecked. Yeah, yeah. get wrecked. Thanks. Get wrecked. <laughs> and honestly, for me, it changed how I use Reddit. So um, mm. it was it was a bummer because there were some communities on there that I like being part of, but I also just really didn't like the tone of like how they approached it. So that's that's an unfortunate trend. Um, Between that and Twitter, it's been a bummer for my two preferred platforms. Yeah, years. it's been it's been real 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 disappointing uh the other thing that i i want to be clear about this it's the hype around ai that i also have not really enjoyed this year um Mm. as opposed to like i think ai is going to do some very interesting things for how we interact with tech and how we just go through the world um like what you know what it's like to live as a human um but I have not been impressed by how much uh, hype there's been around certain products. I feel like it's basically like saying, like, I've got this cool idea. Let's treat it like it's a fully formed thing you can rely on. And a lot of times the hype for me has been focused in areas where it's actually very disappointing and the areas where it's 
working out pretty cool are not getting the attention that it deserves. Mm. And so I'm just kind of over all of that. Uh, mm. I, I'm kind of like a whole like wake me when it's like ready kind of thing. Cause I think it's coming to fruition. It's just not there yet. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't like eating like not ripened fruit yet. Let's put it that way. It's just not <laughs> enjoyable for me. Um, but the one I was going to vote for, because I think it's most applicable to what we cover on the full nerd was the idea that specifically like we're not, we still have not seen really good options for sub $200 graphics cards. So like the whole state of graphics cards sucks and we've covered that already just in the last five minutes of conversation. But specifically mm-hmm. I think for some people might be like, okay, like that's just how it's been. I'm over it. But for me, it's actually heightening my frustration with it because I mean, there's a reason why we can reasonably goad Gordon with the whole 1080 Ti thing. <laughs> like, if we were in a world where this was not happening, like, it'd just be something that would be weird to say. But honestly, at this point, if you can get a 1080 Ti used for 200 bucks or less, like, that's probably your best bet, honestly. Like, used parts, <laughs> used high-end parts are your best bet in that range. And I think that sucks. Mm-hmm. Cause it makes it harder for people who are like not comfortable uh, with doing used, who may not be in areas where they have a really robust used market. Uh, people who are building for the first time and just don't even know what they're supposed to be getting. So it's not an easy like, okay, I just go out and I get this card for two hundred dollars. Like, there's so many scenarios in that field that I'm. Yeah, it annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best answer yeah. might be something like the frustrating state of PC gaming that encompasses all of these things. Because it seems like it's all one through trend line. Like, we're like, everything's cut down, everything's expensive, games ain't launching. <laughs> <laughs> things yeah. that make PC gaming sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think it is, it is more around the GPU side, though. Yeah. So, I mean, there there are still good things about pc gaming so i i I wouldn't call like all of of pc gaming like down yeah Uh, and it is it is true what brad said you can get in berlina you can get an amazing performance you just can't get the newest thing and so what's changed though is the access to the newest thing so and that pattern doesn't look like it's gonna get any better again you know due to the ai (sighs) freight Maybe new GPU value, kind of adding the word new ahead of what I had originally said. Yeah. Then we can yeah. work Actually, all that I, in. Yeah, I like that. Well, well is I mean, this more the GPU thing or is this more the lousy game launches? Is that kind of like I, what you I'm okay with GPU because, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, that is... I'll, I'll mention them both in the written article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because part of the value, it's, you pay a, a bunch... Close, it's a close second. You pay a lot of money <laughs> for these cards and then a bunch of games don't launch. That makes the value even worse. <laughs> yeah yeah we need to stop doing this one last next year (laughs) i'm sorry yeah yeah it's always a bummer unhappy put in the middle right so it's like not the it's not we're also not starting with the bummer but like maybe it's a good like palate cleanser after we've like because you usually fight pretty hard over cpu and sometimes gpu so maybe i'll be a good like little (laughs) And then we can end uh, on best innovation, which is an uplift. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah innovation yeah, I mean, might you're right. just swap the worst trend. I mean, honestly, I, I like new GPU value because, yeah, like, it, I, I think that's kind of 
to the heart of it specifically the new gpu launches which encompasses not only you know price ranges but also some of these new gpus that actually launched uh and and value is definitely the (laughs) the key indicator here uh yeah okay well uh, i mean uh, we feel good about it then or we don't yeah. feel good about it but we feel, we feel uh, <laughs> are we in a consensus we, we yeah. accept yeah. it all right well uh then uh 2023's uh worst trend according to the full nerd crew is new gpu value uh, womp, womp. yeah, womp, yeah womp. raspberry once again we, we ended we ended on a bad note mm. uh <laughs> <laughs> on the plus side, if there's going to be any year for my house to burn down and all my graphics cards to get ruined, this was the year for it to happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, worst trend uh, is bad, bad yeah. life circumstances. Uh, no, really. no. Like, eh, okay, those all kind of sucked anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. That that was that was a fun episode. That was a good time. Uh, thanks everybody for joining. Thanks Gordon for joining us. Uh, I will say uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow. Next week we will be doing uh, our usual predictions uh, wrap up episode, which will uh, not only look at the predictions we made last year and eat our words. We will make new predictions next year. Uh, people over on Discord have started a new pr- predictions thread in there, uh, but once again, uh, I will be basing my predictions off of your super chats. So. Save up your uh, your hard-earned pennies uh, to uh, <laughs> you can to, basically to get those in. Buy discomfort for Adam. <laughs> yeah, you can buy my. Phys- I I have not thought about how I'm gonna punish myself this year, but uh, yeah, and then and we will get Gordon involved. Um, uh, I think yeah, we, we have we have a, a fun way to, to hopefully get him involved uh, on this as well. Uh, but he he will not be joining us for the the live stream. Um, and then yeah, we're, we're you know. After that, we're we got the holidays and woo. Then CES right around the corner. So, Double woo. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, thank you, Brad, for for joining. It, it looks like it's getting dark uh, there where you're at. So, <laughs> yep, uh, it's yeah. a long episode, and it gets dark at four fifteen now. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you, Elena, for for joining us. Of course, uh, I like your sweater. Uh, and thank you to Gordon uh, for for joining us. Uh, always glad to to have you uh, join us. So, thank you. Uh, and I will bring up my notes. Uh, check back next week uh, for our our final episode of the year uh, of uh, The Full Nerd. Uh, to listen to us on the go, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, Pocket Cast, uh, anywhere that you can point your RSS feed to. We are hopefully there. Uh, and whatever service you are using, please, please leave us a uh, a review. Every time you do, Gordon gets a new uh, onesie set for his family uh, to match in, uh, and yeah, I, I I know some of the other ones they have, and uh, it is fun <laughs> that he gets to do that. So uh, yeah, thanks again to everyone for joining. Uh, thanks everyone who's going to be furiously writing in the comments about how our picks are, are horrible. Uh, and until then, we will see you until next week. Goodbye.